To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> All right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, The Sports Animal. The cream of the crop. And TalkABQ.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Happy. Birthday to who? Mike Vitale, happy Sorry. birthday. Whom? Thank to you very much. To whom? Michael Fitzgerald Vitale, happy birthday. Michael Federico Vitale. Hey, chop it a chichi. <laughs> hey, what do we be? Dave Busters presents ABQ Central. Hey, Fredo. Live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Penny on Coffee. All day long, 505-246-0610. It's Mike Vital's birthday. Call and wish him one. What's that make you? Or what, what are you, Libra? What's that make you? Pisces. Pisces. Ah, the fish. What? It's a fish. No, no, no. I think it's Italian. <laughs> Italian. Italian? Italian. Italiano. Italian. Hey. Italiano. Forget about it. There you go. That's that's closer to home. <laughs> Good morning to my Sagittarius sharing best friend. What? Van Sagittarius? Well, I'm, a, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, my. See, I know nothing about this stuff. I, astrologically speaking, I couldn't tell you the difference between astronomy. I know that we're the aliens on Mars now, which is like a weird vibe. Yeah. That's a yeah, weird vibe. No kidding. Or Baker Mayfield thinks we are. It, well, we're invaders. Baker Mayfield, he saw that UFO-er. Talk about a culture who's addicted to colonizing. It just can't quit, right? No. <laughs> just can't quit. <laughs> like Earth. We finished off Earth. Right. Let's colonize Mars. You remember like 30 years ago or whatever, 35 years ago, 40 years ago, they were coming up with like... Um, airplanes that you can't see with the radar or the sonar which one is which one's in the air one's in the water yes radars in the <laughs> radars in the air yeah right correct yes yeah. so they, thank you and we all know now what like stealth airplanes look like because of gi joe but well, i know what they look like because of pictures yeah we've all been to a flyover at a sporting event Sure. We've seen this thing. Yeah, yeah. But there was a period when we had not and it looks you know, it looks like a slice of pizza. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the flying the flying black pizza. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, so there is currently, I assure every listener that we currently have, there is a and we don't know it exists yet, but there is a very similar today thing that we don't know what that is yet. Because there was a period when no one knew what the flying black pizza triangle was, and that was a UFO. So Baker Mayfield, he may have the inside track on new tech. Okay. War tech. He's That's got m- the inside track on a lot of stuff. Yes. No, wait, I'm thinking of Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. Sorry. He's ahead of the curve. Sorry. Kyrie's a... Uh... Believe in curves. <laughs> Did you know the most popular baby name on March 2nd, 1961? Do you know what it was? Do you know what the most popular baby name was? Michael? <laughs> that was my birthday Tuesday. Yes. The most popular baby name was Michael. 
And it was wow. recorded 86,922 times in the year 1961. You're one in 86,922, big guy. Yikes. There's a lot of you. A popular name. I mean, now there, there's there's names that are, well, you know, you got the, the Bible names that are always popular. With, Biblical. With, yeah, with boys and girls. But you get weird names now. I agree. I think Michael is a strong name. So It's the best name. It is the name I probably have the most of in my cell phone. Definitely. 12 out of 15 people here at this station are named Michael. Yes. So happy 290th birthday, Michael, <laughs> in dog years. You're 290 in dog years. Roof, roof. Isn't that crazy? All right, here's some fun facts about Michael's birthday, okay? 208 babies were born every minute the day that Michael was born. That's kind of incredible. Over a million babies were born throughout the world. It had nothing to do with it. 109 million. Mike, did you know that you share a birthday with Quang Jo Choi? Did you know that? South Korea's premier martial artist. Were you aware of that? Uh, I know that I was with the New Jersey rocker. Um, I share a same Bruce Springsteen. How about, how about rebel Wilson? Oh, that's a good get. There you go. Australian actress. She's very famous. Yes. You guys got the same birthday. Bon Jovi. That's who I have the same birthday with. I have a Bon Jovi story. Hit me with it. I used to date a girl whose father said he beat him up one time. Okay. That's the whole story. Is the story over? Or is it, yes. Or is it only halfway there? <laughs> this is a Whoa! Story. Halfway there. <laughs> All right. I got the big one for you. You're going to know this one. Okay. The same year as me, Mikey. 1982, March 2nd, your birthday. Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. You guys share a birthday. That's a oh, good one. Big Ben, really? Wow. I've seen bigger. That's a good one. 505-246, call and wish Vitala happy birthday. You can do it on air if you're so inclined. If not, he's also screening the calls today. I just Googled Florida man March 2nd. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is going to get good. A Florida-based commercial fisherman faces 10 days in prison for pleading guilty to animal cruelty over a viral video of him dragging a shark behind his boat. So there you go, Vital. That's a crime? That's a crime. Yeah, I was All just right. going to well, say, uh, Dad, how, how do you get in trouble for that? I, well, Lock me up and throw away the key because I'm doing that uh, tomorrow. Also, March 2nd, 2021, Florida man drowns in pond, presumably while looking for lost golf ball. Ooh, been oh, there. That was actually kind of sad. Yeah, that's... You hate to lose a golf ball. You hate to lose a life. Oh, yes. No, that, of course. That, of course. Um, I made show notes today because we got a lot going on. Okay. okay. So normally we come in, no surprise to the listener, we shoot from the hip. Seat of the pants. Seat of the pants. Sarah Heffern of Watermelon Mountain Ranch will join us at 845. They got an adoptathon going on. They've partnered with New Mexico Pinion Coffee. So go into your local New Mexico Pinion Coffee, which you know is a friend of our show, and they'll have like a little placard flyer dealie there, and you pick out your uh, future family member. Also, I mean, if you hate puppies, then don't. If you hate puppies, this is not the show for you. (laughs) 
Barbara Weber, the executive director of Health Action NM, is going to join us. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, this is a good one. So I'm going to give you the little bit of a tease as I can, but I don't want to. I don't want to give too much. They're working on an easy enrollment. It's House Bill 272, and what it's going to do is when you're filing your taxes, it makes it easier for you. It's just checking a box to get assistance from the state of New Mexico for Medicaid. Step one? Step one. You put a check in the box? No, that's a different thing okay. that you currently referenced. <laughs> that is not it. But she'll be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour, 9.30 is what I have down, Van. That I'm excited for. We're currently offering J.J. Buck, as we forgot to yesterday. So hopefully, hopefully. Him and Nikki Heckroth Lovato had a great call last yes. night's game that I was running here. Great win for Lady Lobos, and what a crazy year they had to endure to get to the top. If we cannot achieve J.J. Buck on the program, even be it briefly, we'll have Vital give his rendition of last night's game as it was a thriller. My goodness. Well, I've got highlights. That's all you need. Oh, okay. That's perfect. And then lastly... Because it's a guest, it's a guest laden program today. On we got a, one an hour. Oh yeah, on a vital birthday. Peter Trevisani, who owns the New Mexico United, operates the New Mexico United. Envision created. He's the Wanda Maximoff of the U- New Mexico United. He just thought it into existence. It's very very strong reference. Yes. Yeah. Peter will be joining us to talk about fans returning to athletic, to sports here in New Mexico. And I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve. He always has something up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. You and I have a lot going on today. We're going to finish the program at 11 a.m. And then uh, Vital breaking news. Your boys are getting the shot today. We're getting round one today. We're getting poked. We're getting poked. Well, all the best. Thank you. And don't look at the needle. I'm going to video it. Probably something that Baker Mayfield and Kyrie Irving is very <laughs> concerned about. <laughs> Don't be scared. Hey, March 2nd, 1949, Vital. You familiar the, with that? The first automatic streetlight is installed in New Milford, Connecticut. Ooh. Hey. It's a big, it's a big day. It's a big you day. Can, you can see me on March 2nd. Do you know how many full moons you have seen in your lifetime, Vital? Because I can tell you. I've seen a lot of them at the bottom of a bottle. Okay. Hey-oh. 743. That's how many cycles of the moon that you have experienced. Felt every one of them. Too much fun. Phone lines are open all day for Mike Vital, 505-246-0610. We're wishing he a happy birthday. As I was taking show notes, fellas, and I have today's varsity because I was doing this. I got to the very last page of my notebook here. So today's varsity. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to go with what, like, what is today's varsity? Like satisfying, like extinguishing of things that you have. I need a better verbiage for this. I got one. All right. You give a little teaser. Make sure we're on the same page. I need a new mask. Yes. I've had the same mask for like six months, and it's getting kind of loose. It's kind of like a loose sock that slides down your ankle. Unacceptable. I got to get a new one. Yeah. I'm going to say that's the opposite of what I'm saying, because I feel good about going through this notebook, but when I have poor elastic key sock, that is just a nuisance. Yeah. It'll ruin your day, and I'm starting to feel that way. 
because the mask like slides down my face a little bit. Yes. And I have a, a big-ish nose. Not like a big, big nose. I got a big-ish nose. I, uh, the masks stay on my nose very well. If I was to use an adjective to describe your nose, I would say hittable. I have a very punchable face. Yes. Yeah, I, would, I got a very punchable face, for so sure. Today's varsity, <laughs> mild satisfaction from extinguishing, I don't know, office supplies. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out a better burbage for that during the break. So my nose is big-ish. Okay. <laughs> and, it, and it's usually really good at keeping the mask on my face, but my mask is so loose, it slides down over my nose, and like sometimes I'll like catch it sliding off my nose and i don't notice for a second and then i'm that guy in public oh i hate that guy i'm mask under the nose guy that guy's the worst i mask under the nose guy accidentally though (laughs) but i tell you you might not be able to tell i know we got to go to break fight tell so i apologize you might not be able to tell van and i are down a collective like 12 pounds since we started at the ymca two weeks look at this two weeks yeah you're that's very strong yeah my absolute favorite part about the ymca is what you just described though there is zero nosy boys at the YMCA. Nope. Everyone is masked up. Masked up. I love it. It's the opposite of that future song. Cool. Here, here. Unmasked? Yeah. Mask off. Mask off. Mask. The sequel to Jim Carrey's The Mask. Percocet. Molly Percocet. I don't know that reference. <laughs> when we get back from the break, we're going to talk sports after Van tells me if I should watch Coming to America. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by Nax Copinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Did you know, Van? Probably not. In 1933, March 2nd, 1933. Ah, okay. The film King Kong premiered. Get out. Oh. The black and white movie marked the milestone in the history of film, especially due to Willis O'Brien's Stop motion effects. So there you go. Mike, you know you're very special, right? King Kong. Now I am. You know what he's got on you? Nothing. Mike, you're very special. Not just to us, but to everyone. I agree. But you're not that special. No. No. Because on March 2nd, 1961, 109,557,830 babies were born. That's... (laughs) So you're a big deal to me. Yes. But on the grand scale, not so much. There has to also be a number, and I wouldn't know how to figure this out, of how many of them are no longer with us. Oh. So Mike is- even more telling. Yeah, because Mike is actually, in the tortoise and the hare aspect of this, he's coming out ahead right now. Yeah, he's doing really good. He's He's doing really good. He's literally killing it. Mike, you got you got like all you got kids and stuff. There's like sequels to Mike. He's doing it the right way. The sequel to come, you watch Coming to America, Coming to uh, the I number s- two. I saw the new one. Yeah, oh, okay. So Van saw it too. All, all right. right. Before I review it, <laughs> Vital, what do you think? Uh, there were a lot of things from the first movie that carried over. I thought, but uh, the, I, I think Eddie Murphy can just do so many different characters it's incredible oh is he in it is he in it (laughs) is he in it it's not it's not michael b jordan like as eddie murphy it's like actually eddie murphy again oh it's not denzel's son so i'm gonna tell you right now i love 
coming to America. Not coming to America. I love coming to America. Okay. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Yes. It's absolutely genius. Yeah. It put Eddie Murphy on the map as the guy. Coming to America 32 years later is not good, and it made me sad. It's not good. It's not good. Did you know Eddie Murphy, born April 3rd, 1961, one month to the day after Mike Vitale? Wow. What are the odds of that? One month and a day to the day. Well, he was born on March 2nd. Yeah. 30 days or 30. I'm going to go with my math on this one. Okay. So Eddie Murphy is still got it. That's what you're saying. So it's Look, an excellent sequel. Okay. So Fred, you go oppo on almost everything that I say. Uh, so you're going to love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I don't know. It wasn't bad, bad. It wasn't like high school musical bad. I never saw but it. But it wasn't good. Okay. It's watchable. But if you love the original Coming to America, it's a disappointment. Yeah, so compared to the first one, it's not even close. Right, so yeah. I've never seen that. Is that is that good as Gene Wilder? I'm going to punch you straight in the face. It's got Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I can reach you from here. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm going to ask a question, and I want the most honest answer you can give me, okay? Sure. Is Leslie Jones as bad in it as she is in everything she's ever been in? Yes. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, she just... I'm sure she's a wonderful person. Are you? I'm sure she's a wonderful person, but I haven't liked a lot of stuff that she's done. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. If she was in pro wrestling, she would be a heel. Okay, Tracy Morgan's amazing again. Does he replace James Earl yeah. Jones, or how does I that work? <laughs> James Earl Jones is in it. I don't know if it's like CGI or how they pulled that off, but James Earl Jones is in it. And he's like, uh, how do you say it? He's dead? He's very he's very dead. <laughs> Arsenio Hall in it? Oh, he, yeah. Arsenio yeah, I Hall. he did a great job. Arsenio kills, and Eddie Murphy's very good. But the storyline and the writing and like the, the cheesy down. the cheesy bit jokes yeah. aren't great. It sounds to me like I'm gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Yeah. Fred. Yeah. If I know anything about you, you love those solid six movies. If it's like easy, cheap humor and it's not great. <laughs> that's Fred. You're you're a hundred percent in speed. Yeah, he's Fred's speechless. He's like, Yeah, 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 that's me. Well, here's the thing. I didn't know if you were joking or not. So I Googled James Earl Jones' death, uh-huh. not dead. Uh-huh. I thought he might be, actually. Uh-huh. He's actually not. Wait, what? Yeah, James Earl Jones not currently dead. I thought he died. No, I just Googled it. It says till present. So, Didn't Scar throw him off of a cliff oh, years ago? There's a lot I need to break down in that <laughs> comment, and I don't have time because I want to talk about baseball returning, or fans returning to baseball. How many movies can he die in? Well, I mean, a lot. Darth Vader died, so yeah. that counts. Darth Vader. Yeah. Mufasa. Uh-huh. He was coming to America. Field of Dreams. Oh, spoiler. He dies in the movie. Sorry. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Sorry. I'm usually not spoiler guy, but James Earl Jones dies. I assume he's in Avengers somehow. I don't know, really. Isn't he Thanos? No. 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 He's totally not. Yeah. <laughs> California announced that 
fans can return to stadiums for baseball. Obviously, Texas has yeah, no yeah, yeah. has no rules anymore. Mississippi has no rules. I guess there's no baseball down there. Ain't no rules in the streets. Well, these aren't the streets. These oh. are the stadiums. Oh, okay. The and I know this one obviously because I'm super plugged into it. The St. Louis Cardinals are allowing fans back at the stadium. Kansas City Royals. Texas is just a free for all now. Texas is making weird decisions. Texas and Florida. Yeah. Texas is wide open. Everything in Texas is open except for science textbooks. Okay. That's, <laughs> and their ele- electro grid system. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If Texas is a hundred percent open, can their electrical grid handle it, Vital? Well, we we saw the last couple of weeks. That tells you a lot. What are they doing down there? A lot of hospitals and I saw that medical well, schools are putting out statements that this is a bad idea. Like formal uh, statements, like this is a press release. So awesome for small businesses, but you know, bad news for your grandma. And we're so close, guys. Ah, we're so close. We're getting the shot today. We're getting the shot today. Yeah. And we're not important. No. No, no, no. We're not important. Even people who care about us say we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tell us because they care. Do you want to go to California with me to watch baseball? 100%. Yes. I will go anywhere. I'll even go to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I will put my life on the line to watch live baseball. You ever tried drugs? Uh, Nolio Comintre. Okay. That's what also, Texas, yes. That's what Texas is to me. <laughs> just drugs. I just hate everything about it. I hate that it exists. I hate the people who live in it. I hate the people who are from there. I hate their mindsets, their approach, their beliefs, the way that they take on life. Here's the thing. I want to spend every single day there. Yeah. It seems wonderful. Austin might be the best city in the country. There's not a better city. Yeah. And then, you know what a close second is? Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. You know what a close third is? Houston. Yeah. I mean, they got the Astros. I mean, besides San that. San Antonio's San, a nice San Antonio too, hits. Oh, give me all the river walk you got. Yes. How was Art Walk last night? It was scary. It was too scary, It right? was very scary. I could not have gone. Yeah. If you're in the downtown area last night, that place was shoulder to shoulder, and uh, it was a beautiful thing to see, like Albuquerque opening back up and people supporting local businesses, but I got like legit anxiety walking around downtown last night. And I was just there to pick up noodles. <laughs> I wasn't even there to party. So, yes, I'm very excited for baseball. Multiple people called me yesterday and said, you want to go to the art walk? I said, I, no. No, I do not. I'm one day away from the shot. Yeah, we're so close. Hey, I want to go to the art walk in like six weeks. Yes. Two weeks after my next shot. Mm-hmm. I'm super down. You remember that thing that almost... I'm, ta- I'm taking you for your belated birthday in six weeks, Vital. Yeah, Vital. Well, as soon as you get the shot, Vital. Uh, I've got an appointment with uh, the VA. I'll All hold right. your hand if you have if you have any sort of reservation. I will go I, with I you. hate needles. Same. But I don't really, because I mean, not terrified. All right, here's the announcement. You ready? Okay. Hey, before I do this, what's the capital of California. Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like the weakest one. (laughs) Like, there's so many other cities there. Okay. Sacramento got sloppy sixths. (laughs) California on Friday lifted some coronavirus restrictions. That's great. Good for them. On outdoor sports and entertainment venues. So you can't go see the Lakers. Can't go see the Warriors. Whoever else plays inside. But. Clippers. Yeah, I guess they're a team there. The San Jose Sharks, which, by the way, 
Sacramento I, Kings NBA. Ooh. Oh, they still got a team? That's a big deal. See, I, I had this conversation with a friend a couple days ago. Professional sports in America should have relegations like the the European League. Love where you're going with this already. Yeah. yeah. And like the sacra- yeah, yeah, exactly. If your team is in the bottom three or four or whatever yeah. you decide it is, they're in the minor leagues for a year and they got a chance to come back up. I love this idea in American professional yeah. sports. What is that city that won that ship? Leicester? Leicester. Leicester? Yeah. And they shouldn't have even been in the mix. Yeah, they shouldn't even been there. But they get to because someone else was was sandbagging it. Yeah. And so they come up from regulation. And they win the whole mother. Go worse from first. Yeah, so the Sacramento Kings would 100% be relegated. That would be a thing, too, though, because even if you set up, like, what's a fair pool for that? Like, is 10 too, 10's too many? 10's, I think the four. Bo- bottom four. Four. The yeah. last four. So what if you put, you put one, let's, let's name some cities real quick. Okay. I'm going to name some cities with you boys. Boise gets a team. Sure. Albuquerque gets a team. Please. Right? I, yeah. What am I, who else is going to get a team that we, others, St. Louis is going to get a team. They would, they would do fine with a team. They've had one before. Well, they, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, Fred. Had several. But they've had several professional teams and only one has done well. Baseball town. <laughs> Nashville gets a team. So these four cities have a team, okay? Nashville would do very well. Yes. They have the world's largest indoor arcade. We can talk about that any other time you'd like. How did you just pull that up? I like to party. Okay. <laughs> if Sacramento's on the way out and Albuquerque could be on the way up, there would be a, a fervor sure. of excitement. There was talk a few years ago about Las Cruces El Paso Juarez getting a professional team because there are millions of people in that area. I didn't know that. They would do very well. Probably, be- they probably do better than Albuquerque. You put a stadium right in between Cruces and El Paso, and you got all that traffic coming over the border. If they can get past the wall, yeah. There's, it's not actually okay. We'll come back to that again. <laughs> Fifteen minutes away from Sarah Heffern, she's the dog lady over at Watermelon Mountain Ranch today, which has, which has a way better connotation than cat lady. Yes, way better. Yeah. Watermelon Mountain Ranch, they're doing an adopt-a-thon. We're going to talk about that and how if you are in a position to adopt an animal. I'm going to give you a number, Fred. Yeah. 21,919. Okay. Do you know the significance of that number, Vital? Not off the top of my head. That's how many days it's been since you were born. Ooh. 21,919. Can you remember, can you think of your best one? Uh, there's been too many of them. Uh, okay, yeah, twenty one thousand nine hundred nineteen of them. My yeah. bet, my best minute is this current one that we're in with you guys. It's a really good one. That's Today's right. varsity in the moment, mildly satisfying completions. Today's varsity, sensual. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio. Of course, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Drink it up. Ninety five point nine FM AM six ten D Sports Animal. All right, Vital. The number one song, March 2nd, 1961, okay? Do you have a guess, Vital, the number one song? Uh, Frank Sinatra. No. Oh. Excellent guess, though. That's, yes. Very strong. It is a song, I've never heard this song. Pony Time by Chubby Checker? Oh, sure, Pony Time. <laughs> is that a hit? Uh, Genuine covered it. Oh, okay. I don't believe... 
that that is jump is, jump on it make do ride it my pony is that it's not the association <laughs> that the same song that i believe you believe it to be um, I'll, I'll take the rapper version so i don't but i can't play audio from here can i so no okay so i would play chubby checkers pony time for you I, I, I assume we have the ass cap. Can you on. pull that up? I don't know. You can play it for 14 seconds, right? No, that's actually a misnomer. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I think we have the BNI, BMI. I don't know. Yeah. So, there you go, Vital. Number one song. And I'll take the uh, the newer version anytime. The number two song at that time, The Lion Sleeps Tonight by The Tokens. Oh, just, a weem away. Uh, yeah. Really? A weem away. Also charting for the first time that week, Surrender by Elvis Presley and Good Luck Charm by Elvis Presley. Ooh. So he was a dialed in. He was definitely a dialed in. Surprise, surprise. It's 830 in the morning and our neighbor, Eric Strauss, is yelling at clouds. <laughs> he shakes his fist so f- so so vigorously. Yeah. He's very handsy when he yells at stuff. And we got thick doors here, so it's not like it's... Uh... No. Soundproof, and you can still hear him. Well, he's celebrating because... Speaking of handsy... People don't deserve $15 an hour. Hey, Vital. <laughs> Do you know how to shut up in an Italian? You tie his hands behind his back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A lot of Italians are fans of the Dodgers due to their time in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers sure. now play in Los Angeles, California, if you're not aware. Chavez Ravine. Where they will have... Me one of the best ballparks to watch a game. I don't know if you guys have been ever there to I watch have. a game. I have. I have Beautiful. not. Yeah. I have not. I've seen two there. That thing was built, I think, in the late fifties. Mm. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it was fifty-five, and um, it, it's still to me one of the best ballparks I've ever been to. The sight lines you can you can be way up above in the top deck, and you can still it's it's fan friendly in terms of watching viewing the well, game. You and I cannot go to games. Because of a pandemic? Because of the pandemic in Los right. Angeles, because they will not sell tickets to us because we don't have California driver's license. We get some pressies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could use <laughs> your answer to everything. For the listener yeah. who does not have access because they don't have KNML after their name, do not plan a trip to San Diego <laughs> or Los Angeles or Oakland or Anaheim. Or San Francisco. There's actually kind of a lot of baseball in California. Do not plan trips to these places. They will not let you in. Not letting in outsiders, huh? And it's digital only tickets in St. Louis. So the Cardinals are doing, and that might be across the board for everyone. I'm not sure. I think that's everybody. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I grew up in a big city with Major League Baseball, and it was a standard operating procedure. It was a practice. It was a a, a coming of age. To go down to the ballpark on game day and scalp some tickets from a guy that you knew you couldn't trust. It's part of the charm, right? But here's the thing. You could absolutely trust him because that's his profession. Well, didn't a guy try to stab you once? One, that was a hockey game, <laughs> and we're going to do a whole bit later. <laughs> yes, one knife was pulled on me trying to, uh, trying to sneak 20 bucks away from a scalper outside of a blues game. But I've also been almost stabbed. Was yours also theft? Because uh, I was stealing. An attempted stabbing. No, I was the good guy in this situation. Oh, no, I was the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did not get stabbed for any confusion for the listener. Five and five. not for 20 bucks, I hope. It's probably less. I, I think we've talked about my number one fear on radio. Have we talked about that? 
Let's go. My number one fear in my entire life? Hit me. Dying an embarrassing death. Sure. I am so afraid of right. dying in a laughable way. All right. New varsity. <laughs> <laughs> worst, Scratch the first varsity. Worst ways to be caught dead. The most embarrassing deaths. The one that I've been like stuck on here that I literally have like nightmares about. Sponsored by French Funeral Home. Yes. <laughs> Is that a real place? <laughs> this segment brought to you. I don't know. I, I think so. Let me Google it. Sounded right when I said it. You know I have an un like equatable fear of heights. Yes. Okay. It is. Okay. So my number one embarrassing fear of death would be if I were to fall out of a hot air balloon. I feel like the amount of jokes that would be made at my behest sure. is too high. Unless you tie a bungee cord to your feet then that would make it hilarious. Have a parachute on the back. <laughs> yeah. Like you miscalculate your no. bungee cord? Mm-mm. No? Still not good? Still too much. Still horrible? That's also why I'm afraid to hang out with like John Jones here in town. I think most of my death fears are of a masturbatorial nature. No. Yeah, like that's not it's not the way I want to go. Nope. Yeah, that's bad. You're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so theme parts can open. In the red tier, 15% capacity. So that's Disneyland. That's Great America. So you can, get, you can go to the theme parts. Six Flags. Yes, there's a Six Flags. But well, only Californians. Well, if it's 25% capacity, it'd only be like 1.5 flags. Okay. that's yeah. Come on now. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you socially distance oh, the mi- Screaming Eagle or whatever the roller coaster is out yeah. there? Every other seat. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Outdoor sports limited to 100 people in the purple tier. This limit is all right. 20% capacity. And they can get all the way up to 67 if the state gets safe. So I'm excited for fans to be back at baseball because they'll make TV better. Sure. The crack of the bat is a lot better when it's has like an eruptious applause behind it. Mm-hmm. Or... Like that, oh, like that sigh of defeat that comes after like a high pop out, you know, to the shortstop. I like California's approach. Only like four- it, it's not forever. No, right. We're not talking about forever. No, we're talking X amount of months till we got this thing under control. You don't got to do this early. No, like guys, chill out. We're so close, Arlington is apparently not going to bring back fans at full capacity in Texas. They're going to do like a percent too. Well, Texas is very upset about that. Well, that's the thing. Are they? <laughs> Cuz I know I've seen like I've I've seen like the outrage of like Texan who like you know threw all their masks away the second the law changed and like yeah. you know burned them like LeBron jerseys in the backyard. Yes. Is that the majority? Is it, I'm being serious. Here's my example. Okay. Think of the person you know of the most average intelligence. Got it. You. Okay. That was very hurtful. (laughs) Think of the person with the most average intelligence you know. Half of Earth is dumber than that guy. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a real good point. (laughs) We're two minutes away from Sarah Heffern, Watermelon Mountain Ranch. How exciting. 
We're going to talk about an adoptathon. Also, she's a friend of the show. This is she's now a multi-time guest. Yeah, repeat oh. offender. That's a special tier of fought. Sure, friend of the show. You get on twice. Yeah. We're going to talk that. That's obviously going to be powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Nine thirty. Barbara Weber, executive director of Health Action New Mexico, is going to join us. Peter Travisani at eight thirty. Ten thirty is what I meant to say. Eight thirty's passed. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Ninety five point nine FM AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Okay, Vital. Because we're celebrating your birthday all day long, okay? What do you call a person who shares the same birthday, Vital? Gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's just a birthday twin. It's actually not that clever. It's not a very good punchline. What is it? (sighs) World of letdown right there. (laughs) My goodness. Take a timeout. I deserve it. And as I step back, Sarah Heffern joins us. She's the dog lady over at Watermelon Mountain Ranch. Hi. Good morning, Sarah. Welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good morning. Morning, morning. I was at the New Mexico Pinion Coffee the other day, and I saw, as big as could possibly be, Sarah, I saw <laughs> a poster that said, Watermelon Mountain Ranch is helping is helping animals in the community. And I said, well, let me call my friend Sarah. And I called you, and you said, Fred, I don't want to talk to you unless we're on the radio, which was rude. <laughs> but now you've joined us. Sarah, what's going on over there at the ranch? Who are you helping, and how are you doing it? So we are super stoked to be partnering with Pinion Coffee House now. They are featuring one of our adoptable pets every month. And the the whole premise of this one is they're featuring our hard-to-adopt pets, our dogs that are older or bonded pairs or those that, like, don't like other dogs and need to be an only pet, the guys that really need that little extra boost of publicity to find their forever home. So we are so excited to be partnering with them. It has been, 2021 has already started out to be a wild a wild ride for us. We're still staying super busy. We have so many puppies and kittens coming in from rescues from across the state. It's The public support has made everything we do possible, and we're just, we're excited to still, still be here. Well, we're so excited to have you on again, Sarah. You guys do amazing things in the community. And before we go any further, can we pedal back a little bit? Can you tell the loyal listener, I'm sure everyone knows who you are and what you guys do, but if they don't, who's Watermelon Mountain Ranch and what do you guys do? So we are the state's largest no-kill animal shelter. We started out in 1996 with our founders, Sophia and Lee DiClemente, as a small grassroots effort with just a handful of volunteers and a pickup truck going around and pulling pets that were in need. From there, we have grown into a 10-acre facility in northern Rio Rancho. We have our small breed adoption center inside of Cottonwood Mall, a resale store in Bernalillo, and hopefully as the world starts spinning again, we'll be able to start doing our off-site adoption events uh, throughout the metro area as well. Sarah, there's a lot of ways to support what you guys are doing outside of adoption proper. Um, what I've utilized in the past this issue is like your Amazon wish list. What I've used in the past this issue is um, 
this is going to sound lazy, where I don't have to really get off my cell phone. Um, what, are, what are some of the best avenues for individuals that want to help the ranch uh, but can't necessarily take a loved one into their home right now? Fred, the, the wish list is a great way to be able to support us. There, you know, you're able to send us food. You're able to send us, right now, puppy pads or a kitten milk replacement from, from a clicker on your phone without having to do a whole lot. Um, volunteering is also a great way, if you're not able to open your home right now to a forever pet, come out and walk some of our dogs. Come play with the cats. Go to our small breed center to socialize our our shy dogs. Volunteers really make all we do possible. We have a super small team, so having that volunteer help really uh, it, it helps out a ton. If you maybe wanted to have a pet for a short amount of time, fostering is amazing. You get to have puppy love or senior old dog kisses or you know kitten playtime without the lifetime commitment. I'm in for that. Yeah, yeah si- sign sign me up. You can have a forever puppy. <laughs> As one puppy goes out and gets adopted, you can have another one. Puppy and kitten season is starting right now, so we definitely could use that help as well. Well, I already got two. One is very old and one is very dumb. So I think I'm <laughs> I'm at max capacity right now, but I would love to volunteer. So Sarah, I mean, coronavirus has impacted everyone in every form of life. Like, How did it impact you guys and what you do, and what did you do to overcome it? Uh, coronavirus. Coronavirus, COVID-19 hit hit the entire world really hard. And for us, we had to turn on a dime to uh, to change everything that, everything that we knew how to do. It was shutting down our small breed center when the mall shut down and having to rapidly find fosters for 20 dogs that we weren't anticipating having to go into foster care. It was doing everything that we would normally do in person into a digital model to pre-approve adopters online before they can set appointments. We do all adoptions by appointment only now. You have to be pre-approved. You have to go through the process ahead of time. And then you're setting an appointment to meet that particular dog or cat. It was moving all of our fundraisers digital. We we host you know we host a fashion show and we host our furball every year. And last year the fashion show was canceled six days before before the event. That that's when the shutdown happened for us. And Furball had to go to a, a completely digital model, and it's it's been interesting. But with the public support, we've made it work. Our adoptions have gone up. We have not had to turn down a single uh, transfer from. Uh, shelters that are in need. We, we've been fortunate that with all of the restrictions that COVID-19 has brought us, the public has really rallied to, to keep us going, to make sure that we have the food that we need, to make sure that our pets are finding the best homes possible. Obviously, as COVID-19 has just absorbed everyone's life and, and you're talking about the, the locations being shut down, a little bit of, of change to the routine, um, what is the best avenue to contact you? What is the best avenue to contact the Adoption Center? What is the best avenue for individuals who either want to volunteer or perhaps bring a, a pet into their lives? What is, what is their best avenue? Um, so our website, WM Ranch. Dot org is a great avenue for a ton of information. You can see volunteer opportunities. Now that we're starting to book adoption events, um, again, you'll be able to see where we're going to be to be able to set your appointments. You can see all of our adoptable pets are listed on our website. And, of course, social media. Definitely follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We have an amazing social media assistant that responds 
super quickly to any inquiries that come in. And she has been posting the cutest photos and videos of our adoptable pets. That way you can really get a sense of their personality before you uh, want to want to put in an application. 505-771-0140. Is that still a good contact for the main office? That is. That is a great phone number for the main contact. It's shooting a, um, our contact us page on our website. Uh, WMRanch.org also has great email addresses for all of our different departments. How quickly, whenever New Mexico Pinion Coffee features an adoptable pet, is that pet gone? Because we're featuring our harder-to-place pets, it's not immediate. But that's okay. It's getting more inquiries. It's more people looking at Daisy May, our adorable blue pity that doesn't really like other dogs. She's kind of picky. And she's a pit bull, which makes her harder to place it as it is. But being able to have the New Mexico Pinion Coffee House's guests be able to see her, it just gets more eyes on these amazing dogs that struggle a little bit finding that perfect home. $35. Only $35, guys. You get a microchip and all vaccinations for a dog or cat. WMRanch.org donate anything we missed sarah anything else you want to tell albuquerque we are about to launch or get ready for our virtual fashion show that's going to be happening in may so we're super excited for that we've got lots of fun uh plans for the month of may so please be a lookout for that but th- just thank you thank you to the public thank you to our supporters thank you to y'all for letting me talk about all the things that we're doing right now but it's the public is making everything that we do possible. So just thank you. If you need uh, Drop Dead Fred, like, too sexy for my shirt to come and do a fashion show, I will come and do a fashion <laughs> show. But you just have to ask. That's all you have to do. Oh, that, that phone call is coming. Oh we will one-day coordinate yeah. our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that Sarah, phone call is coming. Sarah Hevern of Watermelon Mountain Ranch, thank you so very much for your time this morning. Thanks so much for having me. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Sarah. She's too nice. Don't deserve her kindness. It's unfair, isn't it? Vital, you want a puppy for your birthday? I'll cover the cost. Nah, you don't have to say yes. Daisy May is very cute. I'm looking at pictures <laughs> right now. Daisy May is adorable. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Sports heavy moving forward. Okay, Van, it's time to start watching the NBA. I've watched two games this year. Christmas? Yeah, Christmas? Yep. yep. Oh, wait, no, three. Opening day, Christmas, and I saw like the best game of the year. Christmas was opening day. That's what I said. Okay. Five zero five two four six birthday today, okay? Vital, did you know you have spent 7,300 days sleeping, approximately? 7,300 full days of sleeping. Round up for Vital. Round up for Vital. <laughs> I, I think that number is lower in my world. Vital um, likes to party. That's yeah, that is true. Loses a lot of sleep. Now, you know, and for years I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, where, yes, uh, I did that, Van. That's a good point. That a boy. That's a good point. 
I really like that you had a birthday, Vital, and that you didn't bother to tell us before the show because we would have celebrated with you. We would have celebrated with you on your birthday. You broke my heart. Hot, hot air ballooning. That would have been cool. No, that's my number one fear. Oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, it's pretty peaceful, quiet yeah. out there. What was your level of concern of falling out and then to a very embarrassing death? Well, super close to zero. It existed. It crossed my mind once. On March 3rd, 1976, Walt Disney World welcomed its 50 millionth guest. Well, it's not his birthday. I don't know why you're giving March 3rd facts. <laughs> I meant to say second. Milestone. Second. Okay. Or second. Second. Okay. I get, so this date here was written in the European format, so it messed me up. That part's not true. Today's varsity, mildly satisfying completions. All right, the NBA, man. So what they do is every year they have a game where they put the All-Stars, okay? It's called the All-Star Game. I'm familiar. Okay. Now, the thing about the All-Star Game in the NBA is it legitimately is the best players in the NBA. Usually. Ooh. This is not baseball where it's a joke and it's voted on by fans and there's always four Chicago Cubs in it and there shouldn't be. Three St. Louis Cardinals and no Pirates. Yeah, every team has to send one guy. But in the NBA, I mean, we talking stacked. Like, not just the best 22 guys. Like, arguably, like, some of the best 22, like, that have ever played. They get better every year. Every single year. Every year. Number 11 on Team LeBron is Arbitus Sabonis' kid. <laughs> Doma- Domantis? Domantis? <gasps> Praying Mantis? Yes. It's my spirit animal. All right. So I'm going to give you a rundown. Tell me who you got. Okay. James? Okay. Antonio Yep. Curry? Luca. Yep. Jokic. Yep. Lillard. Yep. Simmons. Paul. Brown. George. Sabonis. Gobert. Okay. Okay. It's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Here. I'm really glad Rudy Gobert turned it around after giving the world coronavirus. That was weird of he. Yeah. Not the best decision. It's all his fault. Don't blame Trump. Blame Rudy Gobert. It's all his fault. I- a little... Get handsy with a microphone. Don't know if I've ever heard that sentence, what you just said. Don't blame Trump. (laughs) Blame Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Team Durant. Okay, you ready? Okay. Now, and keep in mind, Kev's not playing. Kev's out. Aw. Okay. Irving, Embiid, Leonard, Beal, Tatum, Harden, Conley, in for Devin Booker, Zion, Zach Levine, who if you are not familiar with because not enough people are. Ooh. Yeah. He good. Julius Randle. Virchik, is that right? Virchik, the kid from the Magic, and Donovan yeah, that's Mitchell. Right. Wow, that's a good system. What? That that's that team is so good. MVP candidate James Harden's on the bench. Correct. Yeah, I still got the West though. The Jazz. LeBron, Giannis, and Curry. I got Team LeBron. That's the that's the best three I've ever seen in an All Star game. It might be the best three. And I'll tell you what, though. The best three will be Tatum, Beal, and Bede, but it's not this year. 
That'll be five years from now. Yeah, maybe two. Harden, Tatum, Embiid. Embiid right now is putting up numbers that make 2016 Steph Curry look soft. Sure. And he's eight feet tall. He got to say he's over seven feet. He. It's not fair because he's on the three-point line. He shoots the three. He's on the three-point line, and he can just reach his arm and set it in the basket. It's an unfair advantage. How do the Utah Jazz, who I think have 30 wins at the break, if it's not 30, it's 29, and if it's not 29, it's 31. Watch out, Bulls. They only got two All-Stars? You should be sweating the Jazz. It's the new Stockton and Malone, huh? You see LeBron the other day? He was like, he's like, when I was a kid, no one watched the Jazz. Yeah. He's like, even when they had Stockton and Malone, he's like, I got NBA Jam. We didn't play with the Jazz. No, never pick the Jazz. I didn't feel good for the small market teams oh, to hear that. Gosh. Hey, when, when are the Jazz going to change their name? Okay, because they're not in New Orleans anymore. Yeah. The Jazz and the Lakers need to change their friggin' names already. The Utah Ancestry. There is... There is <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Utah the U- Twins. The Utah 23andMe's. Yeah, that's, that's such a good one. There are no lakes in Los Angeles, and there is no Jazz in Utah. It's the Minneapolis Lakers and the New Orleans Jazz. Change your name. There's like more than that, though, it's, right? It's silly. Geographically speaking... What is the thunder in Oklahoma City? Salt Lake City is the least jazziest place on earth. Yes. I think they outlawed jazz until like 2009. You literally could not play jazz within Salt Lake City limits. When the, I never knew why they didn't change it when they moved there, right? It's silly. And it's it, been like going on 30 years. They've had they've been in Utah. Off the top of my head. They should just switch. No. L- LA and Salt Lake should just switch names. Because there's an actual lake. The Utah Salty Boys. <laughs> I'm in on that. The Great Salt Lake is right outside of what's the city called? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. The Lakers. You, if we're going, you know, you know where they love jazz? Where's that? Los Angeles. Well, yes, it is. Yeah. That's not what I would go with. The Los Angeles Jazz and the Utah Lakers. So Makes done, way more sense. I've done this bit before. What you do is you pay homage to two things at once in L.A. You pay homage to Magic Johnson. Okay. And you pay homage to Hollywood. Okay. The L.A. Showtime. It's great. Because I love team names that don't end in S. (laughs) And I love team names that are a verb. Yeah. Those are my favorite things. If you're going with like... If you're going with like a title that doesn't have... Like any confusion to it, it's the Utah. What's that smell? Because <laughs> if you've ever been to Salt Lake City, the Utah Prohibitionists. Yeah, <laughs> the Utah. I the Salt Lake City. I guess we'll relocate if we have to. <laughs> Salt Lake City, founded by the Mormons. Don't know if you know that, Vital. They left Nauvoo, Missouri. Oh, I've been there. Originally started on the East Coast, the the New England area, ran out of town. I, I got to say one thing, living in Vegas, you know, it's, it's a short drive into Utah, St. George area there, Moab, Zion National Park. Yes, beautiful. And it's one of the most beautiful places, but that, that state of Utah is beautiful up and down, north or south. I agree. It's really good. I went to Arches this year. Arches is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Yeah. New Orleans Voodoo is a good name. Very good. It's very good. That's There's no good S. One. There's no S. 
about I would, the Utah REIs. That's <laughs> such a good one. A win. Vital wins. Utah mailman. What'd you do? With, would you change Sacramento? You change Sacramento, right? Because Kings is stupid. That's from the old Kansas City yeah. Kings. Yeah. Hmm. Redwoods. I mean, we're it's a democracy. I mean, we live in a republic. There's no kings here. No kings. No kings. Zero kings. Memphis Grizzlies made no sense. That was dumb. Are, the are old there Vancouver? Are Grizzlies. there bears? No. There's no bears. There's no bears. They moved from Vancouver and they never changed. See, the NBA teams never changed. It's their- dumb. They need to grow up. You want to be the Memphis Asian carp? Because that's what <laughs> that makes more sense than the Grizzlies. <laughs> but for real, there's like a severe infestation of Asian carp in the Mississippi River. It's actually really. Really terrible to the environment. I would encourage you to look that up. And a lot of foundations combating Let's get it. Get a fish and game on next week to talk about that, Fred. <laughs> you seem very passionate about that Asian carp. It's, it's a real thing. So I don't you know. eat them? They, they, are they delicious? So here's the thing: you don't eat anything out of the money Mississippi because there's such runoff all the way up from Minneapolis, every city all the way down, all the way from Duluth. It is yes. Everybody just pollutes the river. Correct. Oh, okay. I've but, never been in the Mississippi. No, and you should not. Okay, it is not a safe. It's long and wide. Yeah, and here, like, and I'm like a turtleneck tough guy, and I'm like, we should do something about it. And help. Yeah. I'm not about to go down there and, and snag no Asian carp. Yeah, you're not going to go down and noodle some Asian carp. No. You know what noodle? That's are you familiar with that? Do. Yeah, noodle. Are you, uh, uh. you don't want to do that. The the catfish. You don't want to just stick your fist in a hole and see if a fish bites you no it's not if it's when (laughs) i would 100 percent do that the once i'd do it the once even if i like had a really good time i don't think that's something i would be passionate about going forward sticking my bare arm in a hole and having a fish bite it there are bears in california you take the memphis grizzlies you move them to sacramento you take the sacramento kings you move them to memphis because elvis presley is the king and he is from Memphis. Thank you. I just solved all the problems in the NBA. Lakers to Utah. You forgot about that part. It's a three-way trade. <laughs> no, that's that's a that's a give back. <laughs> they were already there. You know, I'll tell you about George Mikan and his impact. And then, New, and then New Orleans gets the Jazz back. It's a four-way trade. It's beautiful. When we get, we just fix the NBA. Vital. Fifteen short minutes from Barbara Weber, the executive director of Health Action New Mexico. Utah UFOs. That yes. That is way better. Also better. Way better. We're supposed to talk about the All-Star game. We're going (laughs) to continue to talk about the All-Star game. I promise. Who's going to win the dunk contest? Who's going to win the three-point contest? Who's going to win the skills contest? Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, here it is. March 2nd, 1923. Ooh. Okay. The very first issue of Time Magazine. That's a big deal. That's a big one, Vital. That's a big deal. Looking forward to the first issue of Playboy. Well, that doesn't seem to correspond. Sorry. It's too soft these days. I would... Probably wouldn't work. It's still around? (laughs) No, I believe it is not around. It's only digital now. It's digital now. Penthouse, all those... Is it digital now? I don't know. You, I don't believe you can still get the hard copy. Nah, <laughs> hard copy. Which was a TV show. 
So there you go. Today, excuse me, the second in 1923 in Time Magazine first published. Puerto Rico was created as a U.S. territory. 1917. So March 2nd, 1917. Those kids deserve to be a state now, don't they? I thought they were. No. No, it's a territory Territory, still. yeah. Yeah. Vital, can you think back long enough to your birthday in 1974 when the first class postage was raised to 10 cents from 8 cents? Do you remember the outrage? Um, <laughs> I have to say no. <laughs> I was still too young. Okay. And it wasn't that big of a deal to a 10-year-old. I think I would support it. 10 cents first class, I would support that. Yeah. It's just a nice number. Going from eight to ten, I would be upset when they change it from ten. To, yeah, to that's 12. just me personally. Yes, <laughs> if you go from ten to thirteen, get out of here. Unacceptable. I'm voting you out of office. How will I send my Civil War letters? <laughs> that's the Civil War in 1970. <laughs> 74. Oh Jesus. <laughs> My dearest Michael, ten Korea. Cents, ten cents for a gallon of gas? Yeah, that would that would be great. I lay cold on the battlefield once again tonight. The rebel yell keeps me awake. If only David Bowie knew to be quieter. Your beloved Mary. I think I had those reversed. <laughs> NBA All-Star Game being. You ready? Hit me. Okay. So every year at the All-Star Game, they get guys who aren't All-Stars, okay? Sure. And they they have competitions. Yes. All right. Which is my favorite part. I, I like the Home Run Derby yeah. better than the All-Star Game. I like the Dunk Contest yeah. better than the All-Star Game. So my favorite thing about the Dunk Contest is not the Dunks. My favorite thing about the Dunk Contest is the reaction to the Dunks. Yes. Yes. It's like watching David Blaine street magic when he's in like neighborhoods. <laughs> so, Anthony Simmons, Cassius Stanley. I'm sorry, rewind. And Obi Toppin. There's another Anthony? Yes. Which makes it two total in the history <laughs> in the history of the world. Man, there, how good was Penny and Shaq back in the day. Yes. That's a cultural phenomenon. That is one of the greatest tag teams of all time. It was such a big deal. Yeah. Somebody also named their kid Anferny. Correct. And only the second Anferny on earth also made it to the NBA. Shaq Barrett is not in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. If his name was is Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. Yeah, the uh, the the Shaq Penny tag team almost as good as Shaq on AEW wrestling this past week, man. Um, here we go. Don't know if you saw it when in mixed gender tag team. So, Vital, I bet the under <laughs> of one hour, and Fred hit the over of one hour to talk about Shaq and wrestling. <laughs> drew a hundred. It drew one point two million viewers live on TNT. The NBA don't draw that. I even watched it. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, okay. It was mixed gender, Crazy. man. So Shaq and a lady. How, how progressive. Tag teamed against the hated villainous Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Okay. 
Long story short, Shaq went through a table. It was the best thing I'd ever seen on TV. Shaq had been trying to wrestle in the WWE forever. Why wouldn't the WWE get Shaq in there? Well, they, Why does he have to slum it in whatever the other league is? First of all. What is it? A- AEW is not slumming it. Yeah, I think it is. Tomorrow night, they have an exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> that's what... I think wow, if you I were slumming watch. it, that's what you would do, right? <laughs> Tomorrow night at AEW Revolution, exploding barbed wire death match. Okay, so the barbed wire explodes? Correct. Okay. <laughs> it's not that absurd. So, all right, so there's the ring okay. with the four ropes sure. wrapped in a barbed wire that when touched by human skin, explode. What is confusing? Everything you just said. Also, surrounding... Literally every word that just came out of your mouth is very confusing. <laughs> surrounding the ring, multiple platforms of barbed wire obstacles that also explode. Exploding this, barbed wire deathmatch. What is confusing here? This is not a paid advertisement for AEW. <laughs> no, it's not. Or A&W Root Beer, either one. It's refreshing. <laughs> I don't know who you got in the dunk contest because you shouldn't have anyone. Is, but this, is this unprecedented? Has there ever been exploding barbed wire? Yes. Terry Funk revolutionized. Why are you asking? Why are you looking at the internet when I am sitting right here? <laughs> this is like my funnest Google search ever. Exploding barbed wire. Deathmatch. Oh, excuse me, Google. Barbed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say barb. Barbed. Wow, that is a thing. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Now, is Shaq in that? No, he's not. It's AEW world champion Kenny Omega taking on the challenger, former AEW champion John Moxley. See what I get for reading books and learning about the world? I missed out on exploding barbed wire. I don't know why you believe there's a mutual exclusivity <laughs> to reading Dr. Seuss, R.I.P., and exploding death wire barbed wire matches. Literally not what happened to Dr. Seuss, but <laughs> let's not go there. 505-246-0610. It's Mike Vitale's birthday. Five short minutes away from Barbara Weber, the executive director of Health Action New Mexico. I can't pick a winner of the dunk contest, but I can tell you right now the winner of the dunk contest is me because I love watching it. I'm sure. not going to miss any of it. I love the commentary. I love Your best athletes aren't even in it. That's what's sweet. You well, they worse. shouldn't. I mean, they shouldn't be. When's the last time the best athletes were in it? Like two years ago. Oh, were they? Yeah, it was very good. It's got a little weird for me. Like the like the Dominique, like Jordan, like all those kind of like, hey, here's pure athleticism. Vince Carter in two thousand, obviously. Old man slows coming out. You got guys in high school that can do what Jordan and Dominique did 20-some years ago. Are you familiar with the and one mixtape tour? Took the world by storm like 20 years ago. Hot sauce and all those. If you're not, it's okay. Zach Levine. Yes. Trying to be the only person to win the dunk and three-point contest. So he will not, though, because Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Mike Conley, Steph Curry... We'll all beat him. He will place in front of Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. Steph Curry could easily go whatever it is, 30 for 30. Is that what it is? Sure. 
and I'm talking easily, like flat-footed, like Gilbert Arenas holding 10 grand in front of your face telling you he can do it. <laughs> Eyes closed like MJ? Yeah. He's like, I won't even jump. Shoot him like free throws. Do you mess with the skills competition? It's the one that I will that's – the, that's my restroom break right there. I'm going for DeMontis Sabonis just because I like to say that name out loud. How about Igor? DeMontis Sabonis. There's an Igor in this. I don't game? think Igor is in it. That's his nickname. Oh, his name. well, I'm so sorry. His dad. I don't know if you're familiar, Vital. For the Russian national team, and then he got to the NBA. He played for the Sonics. Arvidas. 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 And he got to the league like ten years too late. He had cement feet. He couldn't move. <laughs> but just a big guy. He could pass it without looking. And I always thought that was the coolest when I was a kid. It's a European game. It's the European. That's a really good way to describe it. I don't think I ever saw him touch the rim. Probably did. Never saw it. And he was seven feet. <laughs> he was so big. He played on those Russian teams that beat up on, uh, oh, what's the guy from the Lakers? The old coach on the Lakers wouldn't take the. Riley? No. No, no, no. He wouldn't Westhead? take. Westhead? No, no, no. He wouldn't take the medal. Who's the guy that wouldn't take the medal? He was a coach of the Lakers. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I do. Give me two seconds. I'll pull it up. I know what I'm talking about. There's some great names. Obi Toppin. Did I say that right? Yes. It's a really cool name. <laughs> Obi Toppin. Sounds like a verb. It's a verb that I don't know what it means. All right. I'm finding it right here. I'm finding it right here. All Star Weekend is a blast, but the All Star Game is a joke. I'll take I'll take that. I'll I'll be on that team right now. You know how I you know how I know? How do you know? The over under is three hundred and eight and a half points. Oh wow. Three hundred <laughs> and eight and a half points. It's about enjoying it, is what I'm saying. Hey. Look at me. I'm looking right at you. Doug Collins, that's who I'm trying to come I up with. I know how to have a good time. Oh, yeah, that's right, Doug Collins. Don't tell me that I don't know how to have a good time. Doug Collins played on the 1972 United States Men's Olympic basketball team that refused to accept their silver medal at the 1972 Summer Games. I would never tell you don't have a good time. We've got to grab a break. Barbara Weber is about to join us. Some importance going on. So we're going to take a step away from sports for a second to talk about New Mexican and how to care for New Mexican. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Had a lot of fun thus far this morning. About to shift gears to something that I would identify as very important. Before we do, though, Vital, did you know? Did I know? <clears throat> the 60th hat trick in the NHL was recorded on March 2nd, 1982, by Brian Trotter. Trottier. Okay, oh. there you go. So you did know, is yes. what you're saying. Yes, he did. I didn't know it was on the day of my birthday. No, I did not know that, but I know fully who Brian Trottier, one of the best Hockey players in, in America. Before we talk politics, one more sports tidbit as we're celebrating Vital's birthday. 1962, March thir- 2nd, 1962, Wilt Chamberlain scores a hundo. 
No. 100 points. Yep. Yeah. On your birthday? On your birthday. What yep. a sweet guy to do that for you, Vital. Wilt the stilt. And you were one years old, Vital. What was that game like? <laughs> wow, well, it's pretty good there, yeah. <laughs> okay. You got a really yeah. good vocabulary for a one-year-old, Vital. I know. We are going from sports to politics, and we're opening the program up to friend of the show, Barbara Weber. She's the executive director at Health Action New Mexico. She's joining us to talk about uh, easy enrollment, Vital. Keep your ears open from this one, listener. This is kind of a really big deal. This one is a thing that could help a lot of individuals. Good morning, Barbara. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Barbara, in the well, I guess let's introduce first. What do you do and how does it impact the community? Um, I'm the executive director of Health Action New Mexico, and we are a statewide um, health policy and grassroots group that works on health issues uh, particularly related to coverage and to getting people quality coverage and the steps that we have to change our system to make that happen. Barbara, there's an estimated 214,000 uninsured New Mexicans. Is this just a problem with education that they don't know that they qualify for this? What's going on here? There are a lot of reasons that people are uninsured. Uh, some of it is just it's too, they feel it's too expensive, especially during the pandemic for what's going on. Um, Another is that they may not be aware of all the resources that there are. Uh, a lot of the uh, products, for example, on the exchange come with financial assistance or discounts so that um, when you look at the sticker price, it's not the price that you're going to necessarily pay. And that's why you need to have someone assist you in looking how to find the best plan that matches your family. And then a lot of people just don't realize that they qualify for health insurance. Their life is busy. Um, maybe they tried some years ago to get it and they couldn't, so they just have given up. Um, so there are a lot of factors for why people don't sign up for health insurance, even though of those 214,000 uninsured that you mentioned, half of them are actually already eligible for health insurance, either through the public program of Medicaid or through uh, the health exchange with the uh, private companies. HealthActionNM.org is the website of the organization where you can see everything you guys are currently doing and efforting. Um, but you were joining us on the program to talk easy enrollment. I know uh, House Bill 272 had a big day yesterday. Can you talk about what's going on with the easy enrollment program and and the progress it's made? Sure. This is a project that we've been working on for two years, so I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's a great example of innovative uh, collaboration between uh, Agencies. In this case, it would have been the health uh, health services department. It would also be uh, the exchange. It would be the Department of Insurance uh, and uh, the uh, tax department. And so, when you have health agencies working together with non-health agencies, you can come up with some pretty interesting uh, solutions. I think. So, in this case. Uh, easy enrollment, the bill 272, would allow that if, during when people file their taxes, uh, if they check that they haven't had health insurance or they currently do not have health insurance, and then based on kind of their income, either that they report or had that last year, it would say, you're actually eligible for health insurance. Would you like more information? And if they check that box, then they uh, will get a call back from um 
Be Well, the health insurance exchange. And if they're eligible for Medicaid, they'll, they'll refer them on to Medicaid. If they are uh, eligible for one of their plans and not Medicaid, then they will work with them to find a plan that they can really afford. Well, Bar- so we're really talking, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, this sounds a little too simple. This sounds like it makes a little bit too much sense. Is this being done everywhere already? Are we behind the ball or are we setting the standard here? Well, in some ways we're setting the standard, but we actually modeled this program uh, after a program that was started in Maryland. And they had their first uh, enrollment period with the tax season in uh, 2020. And that was just as the pandemic was taking off. And so they were concerned about how many people would actually use it. But 56,000 people immediately said, yes, I want more information. And uh, some of the other interesting data points from them, which will make hopefully a difference here in New Mexico, is that 40% of the people who signed up for health insurance were young adults. And that group has always been more difficult to reach. Uh, and so uh, we're really excited that that would happen here in New Mexico as well. And if you're a young adult, if we get more young, healthy adults into the program, uh, that brings down the cost for everyone because the risk pool becomes bigger uh, and with less risk. So prices come down. Talking House Bill 272, easy enrollment. This seems like a no-brainer to me. When I was reading about this and me and Fred were talking about this, it seems like an absolute no-brainer. What is the pushback on this? Why isn't this universally accepted and praised? You know, I think that it, Maryland was the first state to do it, and now New Mexico may be right behind them, but there'll be other states, I think, looking at this as a very interesting way to – you have to go to where consumers are, and this goes to where consumers are, which is we all file taxes. Even if we're not getting uh, a tax rebate or if we don't have income that year, people file uh, if they have uh, want to get uh, access to working uh, family tax credits. So we think we can reach a really broad swath of the, of the of the population. I mean, it's one in five people that in New Mexico that are eligible for insurance and don't know it. This is a way to let them know and uh, hopefully streamline a process that's pretty easy and get them enrolled. When is it going to happen? What's it going to take? What kind of support from the listener will help you? What would help us would be if you would call your legislator. It'll probably be on Monday in the, on, the, on the House floor. And if you call your House legislator and let them know that you want them to support 272, that would be a big help. What is the best avenue if you don't know how to contact your House legislator? Is that resource available at healthactionnm.org? Uh I can't tell you whether we put up the current list, but if you just go to uh, New Mexico State Legislature, uh, Legislature, and one of the tabs at the top is Find Your Legislator, and you simply put in your zip code, and it'll tell you who your legislator is. But Barbara, taxes are scary. Health insurance is scary. I don't know what to do. Can you break this down in layman's terms, as simple as possible, what this bill will do for New Mexicans? One thing that we learned in the pandemic, and we've learned a very hard lesson, is how much more we need to improve the system so that everybody has coverage. A fact that only came out two days ago in a new study is that a 40 8% of the cases of COVID in New Mexico were by people who did not have health insurance. 40% of the deaths in New Mexico from COVID were from people who did not have health insurance. So 
if we had everyone covered, what a big difference that would have made in terms of loss of life and preventing COVID. Um, so that's just an example. It's, it's, it just shows you that how important health insurance is. Uh, so breaking it down, um, if we had this bill, then it would be very simple. You would see, oh, there, uh, I don't have health insurance or I didn't have it last year uh, or someone in my family didn't have it. Therefore, you check the box and then you say, yes, I want more information. And uh, almost right away, someone from Be Will will contact you for an assessment and um, have someone, you know, either from Medicaid or their own program will work with you to find a program. If you're on Medicaid, then you just automatically get uh, uh, enrolled. So it makes it simple. And, um, yeah, I think that, that that's what we need to do. We can't be having something so complicated. The other thing to know that in New Mexico, we are moving in 2022 uh, to a state-based exchange, which means we'll no longer be doing the federal platform. Everything will be done inside of New Mexico, and we'll actually be able to control our own data better uh, rather than sending people to a federal platform. So we're trying to streamline the process in as many ways as we can uh, to get everyone who's eligible covered. Barbara, my very last question before we have to let you go. Uh, Van and I are going today for our shot one of our vaccine. Van and I are both going. Oh, good. Um, not all the listeners have registered for their vaccine. Um, how does Health Action NM help New Mexican get their vaccine shot? Well, one thing we do is encourage everyone to go to the registry because that's how we're doing it in New Mexico. So it's that's where you're going to get uh, notified. I got notified this week. And I got my shot two days ago. Ooh-wee. So, so the project, so the, the registry works, uh, but you know, not everyone knows. Um, you can there's both a number you can call if you can't, you don't have a computer, or you're not comfortable doing it uh, online. They will walk you through it on the phone and register you. Uh, and you can go to our Health, Health Action uh, website, and we have those numbers for you. Or you can just um, go to the, the website, nmvaccines.com, and uh, sign up w- with the registry. But it works. Bar- I was getting frustrated, <laughs> but I've got my shot. Barbara, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for all the effort you're making for New Mexican. Thank you. What a lovely lady. What a lovely little moment. Great segment. We came across... I learned a lot. Yeah, and we came across Barbara earlier this week. We had sat down with uh, Pat Davis, City Councilman Pat Davis. We were talking shop on some stuff. And we came back to this topic multiple times sure. during conversation. And it was, um, well, we have a billboard here. Let us help. Let us help. So I learned a lot. Uh, hopefully the listener learned a lot. But here's the thing. I recently went through... This is the tie, right? I had COVID-19. Sure. I laid in the hospital for a week. Sure. You should see my medical bills. It is not a joke. Like, set yourself up for success because there are organizations and there's opportunity out there to help you. And here's the thing, literally the worst thing. You just start it. Like, somebody will take because I get it. I didn't know anything about it. You don't know anything about it. Like, they will help you get to where you need to be to keep you and your family not just safe healthily, but safe financially. So, healthactionnm.org, tons of valuable resources there. Check them out. Big thank you to Barbara. I'm going to grab a break fan where we get back. I almost want to keep talking NBA, <laughs> but I know we have just kind of run the NBA into the ground. Um, I don't know. Hockey is dirt bag when we get back. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live in the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Barbara Weber was wonderful. 
You know, we talk a lot of sports. We tell a lot of jokes. Like, we sling them. We sling them here pretty regularly. Listeners tell me their cheeks hurt by towel after the program because they're laughing so much. They smile so much. That's the best compliment we can Why get. Why we're here. You know what your birthstone is, Vital? Uh, it's green, isn't it's it? It's jade. Oh. Yeah, jade. Jade's not green, is it? Yeah. That's your mystical one. Your modern birthstone is aquamarine. Jade, aquamarine jade is, is very green. Oh, it's aquamarine isn't that's it? not. No, well, there's the modern birthstone, the mythical birthstone, the eastern zodiac element for you, which is metal, the eastern zodiac animal, which is ox. So do you identify with any of these? I am confused. <laughs> I'm also confused. Vital's birth flower is the one quill of affection. Oh, my goodness. Don Juan. You, you had me second guessing <laughs> what color jade was. Vital did. I 100% know that's the color green, but you didn't know it was. So I had to look it up. All right. Don't make me doubt myself like that. I'm about oh, on your birthday, Vital. Your birthday birthday. March 2nd, 1961. Yes. The famed musical 13 Daughters opens at the 54th Street Theater. A lot of Mormon talk to New York City. Wow. 13 Daughters on your birthday, 1961. So in your lifetime, Vital, the world's population has doubled. And by the way, thank you to Miss Brown in third grade as I'm going to read this number perfectly. Okay. 3 billion... 83,966,929 people on your your day of birth. It's doubled. It's doubled. I thought it would triple. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Well, some people die as well. So so there's there's been some wars since then. then We're thankful you survived your war. Are you familiar with COVID-19? Yeah. Yeah, No, that's deadly. No, no, no. So there you go. Okay, Van, I know you watch about as much hockey as everyone else watches, except for a hockey fan who tells you that everyone watches hockey. I've literally watched more spring training baseball than I have regular season hockey this year. I'm also American. Yeah. <laughs> Canada. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's a regional sport. If you grew up with it, yeah. yeah. You know, I grew up in Wisconsin. It's huge. Correct. Correct. It is huge within 90 miles of the Canadian border every way. I'm going to tell you something yes. right now, Fred. Okay. I don't want to live in a place where you can play hockey outside in the winter. Lake Tahoe? That's beautiful. No, thank you. Does Lake Tahoe completely freeze over? I don't think it does. Does it? I don't think so. I don't have that answer. If you're from Canada. Mm, Okay, that's not where Lake Tahoe is. (laughs) In the northeastern United States or Great Lakes area. And lakes actually freeze over. Is that Trudeau? That's up. Oh, very Ooh, nice. Very nice. Fair. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> I don't want to be there. I, I'm going to say it like this. Okay. If you are adamant hockey fan, you are the gym. Well. That's my vibe right now. Well, people like stuff. Well, I'm seeing the Washington Capitals, Tom Wilson. Oh. Okay. The oh, worst. Mr. Goon of the NHL. Oh, is he? Oh, he's big oh, time goon. So, oh, so he made his fame off being That's this? where he makes his money, yeah. Okay. Well, you know where he can put his money? <laughs> Tom Wilson is a dirtbag. So, like this violence in like hockey, this the the top top ten dirtiest players in NHL history. Like, and that's like a celebrated article. Like people get on that. If you're not the biggest hockey guy and you don't have an example, 
He's worse than Vontez Perfect. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Well, I tell you what, I think that Sidney Crosby's dirty. No, you, you're not hearing what I'm saying. He's a criminal. Yes, he tried to murder a man. Almost ripped his head off. He tried to rip his head from his body. Uh, Brandon Carlo? Brandon Carlo? Sorry about your head. Hey, sorry about uh, this concussion that you have now suffered because I, don't call me Tom Ford, Tom Wilson, am a dirtbag. I got a concussion watching the highlight. Carl's bad listener knows what I'm talking about here. His name's Tom Forney. His name's Tom Forney. It's not Tom Ford. And he's not a dirtbag. It's a very, very inside joke. On the NHL and the refs continue to let this guy get away with ridiculous hitting, you know. It's ridiculous. So that's the thing about you the NFL, end right? Your, your career with all this cheap shotting. If yeah. he does that on grass, outside of a rink, he's a criminal. Correct. If he does it on the ice, inside, he's an enforcer. You've got he- a lot of old-time Canadian people who are just like, well, the, he he went right through them. That's a perfect hit. It's not. And what happened to Canada? You guys were so nice. <laughs> you've, you've built your reputation on being nice. If you know anything about Canada, it's maple syrup, and they're very nice. See, those are the and, two. And these horrible yeah. people. Are cheering this guy? No, and like, like he is like around the league. People are like, oh, I'd love to have a guy like this, this dirt bag. And you're like, what? Why? Like, do you want Todd Bertuzzi to coach your team too? You losers! Why do I know what Tom Ber- Todd Bertuzzi's name is? Because he's a loser. Uh, Gordy Howe is a dirty. No, he Gordy Howe didn't punch you in the back of the head. We weren't looking. He wasn't Sean Avery. He wasn't one of these Marty McSorley dirt bags. I hate I hate violence in hockey. It is stupid. It takes away from the game. Claude Lemieux. Well, it's a big part of the game, though. It's I mean, the, I mean, and it, it really is in in its basic form. It's it's it really is the physicality of it. Vital. Ulf Samuelson spent less spent more time on the ice with his gloves off than he did on the ice with his gloves on. That's my point. It's part of the game. It's part of what what makes it. You know, a lot of people like it. But this guy needs to get suspended, minimum twelve games. Suspended. He's been doing it for a long time, most of his career. Vital banished. He needs to be in jail. Yes. <laughs> like so, apologist is like, no, I think uh, you know it's going to sound extreme, but maybe like I don't know, twenty five games. What? <laughs> what? The ex- a vacation? That's what we're talking about? Get a slap on the wrist. That's the NHL in Canada. Well, he needs to go to jail, and when he gets out of jail, he needs to be on a list yes. that you can easily look up on the internet to avoid him in public. Uh, but, Van, I've loved hockey my entire life, and Tom Wilson's a really good locker room guy. You'd love to have that kind of guy on your side. Millions of people who think that's a good hit. Well, mil- millions. I mean, come on. There's not a million hockey fans. What are we doing here? Come, you, on, come on. Come on. Vital. Come on. Oh, there's tons. On come my birthday, on. 1960. <laughs> The birth of hockey. But if you remember Brad Marchand, he did one thing one time for that same team a couple years ago. Well, here's the thing. You don't get to beat up someone because they beat up someone. So dumb. Machiavellian, if you will. Obviously, the final hour of the program is the WandaVision recap hour. (laughs) I want to come back to Double Vision. Vital, that's the song we need as we return to the program. 
Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. <laughs> I believe that's foreigner. Is that correct? Right, how foreigner? Foreigner hits. When didn't it? I saw foreigner with Journey and Night Ranger. I mess around with some Journey. Yeah, yeah. I mess around with Night Ranger. They're the best horrible band in the history of the world. Oh god, we're gonna have to do that varsity one time. Yeah, next week. Can you hear me smacking? Yeah. Because this song smacks. <laughs> Unlike those Nutri-Grain bars. Mm-hmm. Little be- behind the scenes for the loyal listener, me and Fred usually take turns bringing breakfast to Correct. each other. Big Golden Pride fans here. Yeah. We do New Mexico Pinon coffee and we do Golden Pride burritos. Yeah. We're both running behind this morning. Correct. So I got the coffee and you got... Nutrigrain bars. So I get them at the Sam's Club. <laughs> you buy them by the ten-pound bag. Buy them by a lot. And that's the that's the first one. That's the first Nutrigrain bar I've had in a decade, maybe. And they are dry. Yeah, well, they're for dipping. They are dry. Yeah, for dipping. These these Nutrigrain bars are very dry, Vital. One, and then you say, "How dry are they?" Thank you. These Nutrigrain bars are so dry. Uh-huh. It's the driest thing I've had since I watched that Gary Shandling stand-up. Okay, that's <laughs> so many Gary Shandling jokes. Wait, I had more than one today? Yes. The Nutrigrain bars are so dry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fish are wearing camelbacks now. That's how dry they are. It's very dry. <sighs> also... March the 2nd is Daniel Craig's birthday. That's James Bond. Ooh, I'm a big Daniel Craig guy. Yeah. Uh, Wand Division correspondent Lenny joining the program. Good morning, Lenny. How are you? Good morning. Well, first, we got to clarify something last week. Oh. I did not say trade the Jets quarterback for an offensive tackle. <laughs> what I said was the Jets should keep Sam Darnold and with the number two pick, take Pee Wee Sewell. You are correct. And then with the 25th pick, Take Najee Harris, the running back, and then with the other draft capital and all their free agent money, go ahead and finally give Darnold some receivers because last year he had Mo, Larry, and Curly as his receivers. <laughs> Lenny, that is a so, very good game plan, but let me tell you, if we didn't take things out of context and make stuff up, there wouldn't be a lot of show. Not left. a lot of show here. There's not a lot of show besides that. <laughs> So then let's go now to hockey because you guys haven't seen a hockey game. One thing for hockey, hockey is the only sport that you have to watch live. You cannot watch it on TV. Concur. Because you miss yes. too much watching it on TV. It looks good in HD, though. Would you rather be at a hockey game or go for 90 minutes and not see anyone score in a soccer game? You're making an excellent point. For me, it is soccer. It is For me, it is soccer. Because I love the fandom okay. of soccer. If I want to go for 90 minutes and not see my friends score, I'll take them to a club. That's Lenny, hey, everyone. Oh, Lenny's oh, here. Well Lenny's done. Here. Well done. Lenny, appreciate you reaching okay. out to the program this morning. You are too much sometimes. I will retract my analysis of Lenny's draft acumen last week. 
I think the Sam Darnold thing is a good argument because you pick him up and you put him on a lot of other teams, you're going to see a different quarterback. That's like the Jets curse, right? Literally every person since Joe Namath sans Vinny Testaverde has done poorly. The only reason Mark Sanchez got into the playoffs because they had the best defense in the league. Is Chad Pennington still there? I believe he, he beat Tom Brady once or twice. I think he's the only fair. quarterback with a winning record against Tom Brady. Fair. I'm being serious. I'm not making that up. Very fair. The problem with the Jets is they didn't get Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this goes way back. <laughs> I'm talking like embarrassingly far back. Almost as far back as 2013. What happened then? That's when LSU said, hey, watch out for Les Miles. He might be weird. A little. They didn't heed his warning. Hey, guys, heads up. We're doing an investigation on Les Miles. He might be weird. <sighs> All right, so this, Les Miles is now the coach of Kansas. So Kansas University, you might not know, has a football team. For another week or two. Called the Jayhawks. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I want to make sure this is clear. Les Miles continued to coach for three years in LSU till 2016 after this report yes started they knew what was happening yes who's the bad guy and i'm about to give you i'm going to give you like 50 shades of gray on this okay okay i can only use two or three but that's thank all you. we need i was trying to come up with the name of the guy from 50 shades of gray and i've never read a book so i couldn't do it ed <laughs> no clue so LSU in 2013 said, hey, there might be some weird stuff. We're going to look into it. By the way, we're winning ships. By the way, we got Jamarcus Russell. By the way, we got Odell Beckham Jr. By the way, we got Leonard Fournette. I don't know if all these guys were there at that time, but you understand the point I'm trying to make. Winning cures a lot of ills. So. Also sexual harassment, apparently. Allegedly is better than apparently in this situation. Fair. Very fair. Quote, and this is from an ESPN article, and I don't normally go to ESPN because I don't necessarily care for it, but this one I thought broke it down pretty well. As the report concludes, quote, as the report concludes, the allegations that Coach Miles attempted to kiss the woman was supported by no evidence and warranted no discipline. We do not believe under existing law and the terms for the contract there is cause to discipline and terminate Coach Miles. Coach Miles denied then, and he denies now that such conduct occurred. So let me tell you what happened. Allegedly, he would text or or social media message gals on campus, and he'd be like, let's hang out. Does he have a type? He's got a type. I mean, that's, that happens. But literally nothing to prove that he did it. Literally, like, and the accusation is just from one person. So it's not like this is widespread. Sure. This is just the biggest, literally the biggest name on campus, hanging out with the prettiest girls on campus. And I think kids should be protected. I think kids should be taken care of. But college is different than being a child. They're adults. Yes. In the eyes of the law, they're adults. And I'm going to tell you right now, mentally, I, I recognize what you're saying. You and I went up to Denver a couple of weeks ago and took like, like some college kids out to like Dave and Buster's. They still love video games. By the way, thank you to Dave and Buster's for helping us with that. Yeah. What a night. Cool kids. But here's what I'm saying. You can have all the accusations you want, and they can be from eight years ago, and Kansas is going to have a problem? What? 
didn't sleep with them, Van. Didn't coerce them into anything. Well, I mean, there's still time to find out, right? Well, according the report's done. This LSU report. That report. That report. Good point. He's He's been probed. If I was LSU and I did an investigation, that's the results that I would put out in the media. Great point. Yeah. To keep him around to 2016 when he's done winning ships. And to be fair. To be fair. To be, to be fair. To be fair. I mean, this is before hashtag me too, right? This is when yes. old, old white guys in position of power didn't know this was wrong, apparently. Well, well and to be fair again. To be fair. Again. To be fair. <laughs> Miles was accused by the athletic department of saying that female student workers who help the football team lure top recruits needed to be attractive, blonde, and fit. That's pretty gross. Well, uh, the article I got pulled up has uh, big boobs in quotes. <sighs> it demanded that, blondes that's, with that's big the, boobs. That's the article I got. <sighs> if it was so egregious at the time, LSU cuts him loose at the time. True or false? Man. See, I've watched a lot of college sports movies. And if you're winning and you're doing well, yeah. they're going to let whatever you want slide. And not just movies, actual history of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recognize weird stuff happen. I recognize he's probably like out there and creepy and different. Yeah. Pre-COVID-19, like mid-30-year-old me goes out to the bar one night and like I buy a drink for a pretty girl. Like, does that pretty girl like love attention and want to hang out and like, oh, you're so funny and you're so tall and you're so handsome and you're not from here. That, that kind of stuff happens. Like you're not in trouble for that stuff. What does happen though is whenever you systematically have a system in place where you're like, I'm going to keep only doing regular weird stuff. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to tell all my boys. At the very least, it's problematic. Yes. And sets a horrible precedent for young men. You're talking about the least. At the very least. At the absolute most. Predatory. Predatory. Yeah. It's preying on young, impressionable women. And I am I am not a fan of alarmist culture. Like I'm not going to get alarmed over like a over like a successful dude in a university setting wanting to go on a date night with a pretty girl from campus. Not alarmed at all. That is regular life to me. I'm absolutely alarmed if anyone is being treated poorly or have to act against their will or there's anything of that nature. I did not see that in this probe. Yet. That's all. Yes. Yet. Allegedly. Absolutely yet. Allegedly. And I don't know about his time at Kansas. I don't know about his time away from the game. I don't know about any of that. I don't. Maybe his current wife is 25 years younger than him. I have no idea. Here's the thing. Also, don't have a problem with it. If that's what you about, that's what you about. I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm not going to be an apologist. I'm not going to say, well, this is not that bad in comparison. Because that doesn't exist. Anymore. No, no, no. I agree. Yeah. 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 Problematic or predatory. And there's a big gray area in between. They're both bad. This is a bad look. Well, it's a bit because now you've lost it all. Because now if you're Kansas, and by the way, what are they? Three and 20 in the last two seasons? Uh, three and 100 in the last yeah. since yeah. March 2nd of 61. <laughs> <laughs> and I do know I need to look that stuff up before I host a radio show, but it's close. It's like they're three and 20. It's a very good birthday callback joke, by the way. You're right? very funny. That's very good. Oh, and nine in 2020. They didn't win a game last year. 
Is the problem really the probe? Is the problem really the report? Or is the problem that Kansas is like, hey, 67-year-old Les Miles is weird, he's creepy, and we might have a thing from eight years ago that we can put out in the public eye that makes it look like we are morally superior. Here's the thing. Just fire him. You don't like him after two years on a five-year contract? I know you strip in scholarships left and right. You don't care about that. How many former linebackers that lost scholarship did you put on the cheerleading squad? Yeah, it's about the dollars. It's about the freaking Bottom dollars. Uh, you know what I think would work, guys? Because uh, Mike DeBoard, he, uh, our offensive coordinator, he's got a real strong connection with our young quarterback and our skill position, guys. We're going to promote him to head coach anyways. Um, I think there's a report on Les Miles from eight years ago. He's asked to spend the net. I don't know if he has grandkids. I don't know his situation. They have to go through that? They got Oh, my, my grandpa's weird. I never played college sports, so I was never in that environment. Cool. Thanks a lot, left knee. <laughs> well, everything I know, I learned from the program and blue chips. So why? Nick so- Nolte? <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Friday, well, eh, close enough. And what I've learned from these, what I would consider to be documentaries of actual <laughs> of actual life, Judas and that, the Black Messiah. Is this is this is kind of normalish. This is very normalish. Oh my God! Old people in power are abusing their privilege. Yeah. Oh my God! It happened again. Surprise, surprise. I I've broadcast for universities. I'm not telling you. I've seen it firsthand. By the way, Blue Chips holds up. Blue Chips is very good. It's still very good. Yeah, I watched I watched good. it uh, at the beginning of uh, old Uncle Corvid when he took over the yeah. world. I watched Blue Chips again. It's legit still good. The program is very good. Yeah. Program doesn't hold up as well. What's his name? Woods? Is that his name in the program? Who's the head guy? The lead act? The coach? James Woods? It's not James Woods. It's not James Woods? Not James Woods. Uh, come on, brain. I can see his face. You can see his face in the program. <laughs> I believe that's James Woods. No, you got the James right. All right what is it? James Con. James Con. Sonny Corleone. The father. Santino Corleone. Of Angelina Jolie. James Con. Nope. Wrong again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NFL. When we get back, Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffees, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Do, 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 do. Late 90s pop rock is the most garbage of all rock. It's not a good generation. It is terrible. But. Great for hip hop. Yes. In a f- late 90s hip hop? Yes. Yeah. Early to mid '90s hip hop is the golden era, late '90s era, what? evolving into something else, which turned March, in to be very good. Also, but on March second, nineteen sixty-one, <laughs> it was a semi-charmed life. The I don't know if you're incorrect on that. I think you're correct. Semi, semi, not just like totally charmed. So it's time for us to turn a corner on Vital's birthday. Famous deaths. March oh, 2nd, okay? this is going to get dark. Getting morbid now. <laughs> really no one of relevance outside of Philip K. Dick. And I don't even know who that is. That's uh, a science fiction writer. Okay. Yeah, I know that Phil guy. Philip K. D.H. Lawrence. Yeah, another yeah. good author. 
It's mostly authors. <laughs> Dusty Springfield? I don't know who that is. She's a uh, former singer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So these are all... Son of a Preacher Man, though. You, it was on Pulp Fiction. She made that song back in vogue. That song came out in the 60s, by the way. But I tell you what, my hosting seat, because you're killing it. <laughs> on March 2nd, 1960. <laughs> oh, you know what we have failed to mention? Bob Vital's birthday? Fred, my co-host? Yes. Congratulations to the Lady Lobos. Yes. How about that? They, they're the champs. Mountain West champs during COVID. Incredible. On the run. Yes. Guns for hire. Okay. Nomads on the land. That's a little more. Yeah, that one makes more sense. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, well, University they, of New Mexico Lady they, Lobos. They endured a couple, a couple, not one, just two COVID nineteen shutdowns since late December. Yeah. Had to move around from in Texas for a couple of months. That's incredible. Yeah, in and out of the Motel Six for a whole year. From multiple texters, yes, the main character from Fifty Shades of Grey is Christian Grey. No, I should not have known that. Why would you know that? Why would I know that? <laughs> You're not a lonely middle-aged woman. Speaking of, one of the texters, biggest fan of the show, Sandra. Oh. So, kind of her. Wait, wait, wait. Which Sandra? Yes. Okay. Yes, that one. That's amazing that just that skips the group text and <laughs> just texts you straight away. Okay. I get it. You got a favorite son. All right, Van, it's time for NFL Mock Draft, where we tell you what every team's going to do and how they're going to do it and why it's going to impact the team. The Jacksonville Jaguars selected the number all overall draft pick of all freaking time. Trevor Lawrence, let's go. I, I'm not a good prognosticator. I can't predict the future no, of the NFL draft. Do not care. The best in the biz can't do it either, by the way. No. They've never been correct. One guy. But I know the first two picks. Okay. Number one. Vital, as we all know, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. He is the jam. Yeah. Tall, handsome, talented, yes. well-spoken. For my Jacksonville Jaguars. Seems nice. <laughs> the second pick. Jaguars. With the second pick in the draft, mm -hmm. the New York Jets will be picking not Trevor Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> Those two are correct. You've made it. You've done it. <laughs> The draft is fine. I will talk about it the weekend of the draft. Yeah. Outside of the draft, I will not talk about the draft. Sure. It means about nothing to me. Here's what I will talk about, though. How you and I and Vital and everyone in the whole world was wrong outside of, and I hate to admit it, probably star of TV and radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega, friend of the show. When is he wrong? J.J. Watt just went for the money. <laughs> like, I don't know. What? I don't know. What? He said some nice things about D-Hop and Kyler. I think he's got some faith. What? He doesn't need money. I mean, the Chiefs are over the salary cap, so he can't ring chase with them. The Buccaneers don't need him. He can't ring chase with them. And then the biggest contenders after that were Packers and Bills. I'm still super surprised he didn't sign with the Pack. I thought that was a shoe-in. I I, he got twenty three million of the thirty million he guaranteed. And it's, it's a lot of money. Twenty three of thirty for a guy that's and realistically twenty eight yeah, is going to come to him. Realistically twenty eight. He's going to make twenty eight million to hang out in what I might argue is one of the best cities in the country when there's no COVID. Phoenix hits. They do stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. You know why I don't live in Phoenix? You can wear shorts on Christmas. 
correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to drink on a patio in February every night of the week. Yes, I do. I would be addicted to that. <laughs> I cannot live in Phoenix. You know, I t- uh, we talked about this ad nauseum on Tuesday when I was sitting in with friend of the show, J.J. Buck, on the opening drive. By the way, tremendous little morning program you two put on earlier this week when you sat in. That was pretty good. For two-time New Mexico broadcaster of the year, Jeff Simbieta. Who is just an absolute honor. What a guy, that Jeff Simbieta. You have more talent than I hope to ever have. Well, I mean, that's half true. Yes. Okay. I could hope. But yeah. I mean, you're getting more than a football player. And by the way, Vital, I'm sure you know this already, but I will tell you. Per pro football focus, even with a limited snap count, J.J. Watt was the ninth best defensive end in football last year. That's still very good for a super old dude. And he's only super old by NFL standards. You get a leader, you get a motivator, you get an assistant coach. I think it's they got a, Arizona got a steal. Right now, every NFL team is uh, twenty million or right above or right below uh, over the cap. And what are they going to do? And how are these teams going to figure it out? No one, Arizona, no one, Arizona was trying to pay JJ Watt <laughs> thirty mil over two years, twenty eight mil realistically. They just weren't. Like, you didn't have to. Is he going to do cool stuff for the community? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he is. 50-plus million for Houston. Did really good after old Sandy wrecked Houston. I would have thought after the Ben Roethlisberger, like, going from, like, 18 million a year to 14 million a year and restructuring and figuring it out to bring in more guys, that that was for J.J. Watt. That was my thought process. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Play with your brothers. Yeah. Chase a title. Correct. Have some fun. And he's like, nah, money and weather. (laughs) (laughs) Which I agree with. Sure. You ever been to Pittsburgh? No, thanks. And to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. These guys got enough money where they don't really have to experience anything. Like if you move to Pittsburgh, it's not, you're not moving to the crappy part of Pittsburgh. A lot of it struggles. Yeah, JJ Watt chasing the chasing them dollars. I mean, the I mean, river I mean, in he, Pittsburgh caught on fire. I mean, he talked about <laughs> river you know, caught on fire. No, that was in Cleveland. By oh, the way. it happened to yeah. both places. It happened twice in Cleveland. They didn't even fix it the first time in Cleveland. It's just JJ Watt was talking about up to the point where he signed with the Cardinals about winning championship rings. I think the Cardinals are on the rise. Sure. But I don't think they're the, there yet. And so teams like the Packers and the Bills, you just kind of wondered, okay, it's it's about the money here. It's always about the money. NFC West is a gauntlet, too. Yes. If the Niners are healthy, they're as good as anybody in the league. I really think Seattle's as good as anybody in the league. Uh, Arizona's on the rise. J.J. Watt's going to put us over the top. Matthew Stafford. Is in L.A. now. They're going to be very good. That the whole division can go eight and eight, and the whole division can miss the playoffs because they got to play each other over and over again. I'm not giving JJ Watt thirty million dollars. <laughs> I'd give him more. You know who I would give thirty million dollars over two years? The Jameis Winston from the Chicago Bears. Sure, like something like that makes sense to me. Hey, fifteen million for Ryan Fitzpatrick for one year while we're still trying to figure it out. Yes. J.J. Watt. How about the over-under? He plays 12 games this year. Way under. Hurt on the very first snap, the very first play. 
I don't want that. I'm just kidding. But, no, he'll play. I mean, because he's not going to play every down, though. He's now like a... You got Taysom Hill. Yeah. You got your little toy. Third down specialist, J.J. Watt. Put him in. Rush the whatever. Wait, you talking about Watt or Winston? No, I'm talking about Watt. Oh, Watt's over under. Sorry. Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback of the Bears. That's my energy right now. Those poor Bears. What? Those poor Bears. Jameis Winston is a stud. The Bears ever had a quarterback? No. <laughs> See? <laughs> they won a Super Bowl without a quarterback. McMahon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was terrible. It's because they had Walter Payton in a defense. Sure. Who'd they have after that? Jim Miller? Eric Kramer. I don't know. They've yeah, had so many they've, sad they've had some garbage. It's cursed. The kid from Purdue that wasn't Drew Brees? Kyle Orton? What did the Wrigleys do to deserve that? Oh, it's the McCaskies. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Peter Trevisani of the United is going to join us at 1030. We're talking about fans returning to sports. Let's grab a break so when we get back, we can get down. United Talk. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Of course, Pirate Man in Mexico, Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. It's a vital birthday on the program. I mean, it was four days ago. Quit milking it. Yeah, Vital. You don't get a whole birthday month. You're not a teenage girl, Vital. You need to figure it out here, Vital. Grow up. My birthday runs a whole week. It's not just <laughs> okay. one day. Yeah. All right. Getting drunk, we do. overeating, to being with women. What? What, what was yeah. that last one? The old guys, you know. They got theirs going on. <laughs> Easy, less miles. Yeah, a little less miles. <laughs> not that bad. Right there. <laughs> Joining the program, friend of the show, friend in real life. From the New Mexico United, owner, GM, uh, brainchild, um, uh, president, I'm sure, also biggest fan, uh, probably could strap up the cleats if he needed to, Peter Trevisani. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Hey, fellas. Good to see you today. Thanks for having me on. Hey, when is the last time you played soccer, Peter? When's the last time you got out on the pitch and just really went at it? <laughs> I, I played uh, football, the other kind, the American football, so... Uh, I've actually, I probably was 12 years old the last time I was. I played in a real soccer game. I played in a celebrity indoor game a couple of years ago, and a 12-year-old just put me on my tail. <laughs> Went right around me. So, uh, Pete, I'd still be sore if I tried that a few years later, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch for now. Peter, a lot going on with the United. I got about a million questions, but what do you want to lead with? You tell me. I mean, uh, you know, we're really excited to be back. Um, I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, we uh, we've got our family back, and we're going to be uh, playing games live with fans and supporters. You know, really family, and uh, and I, so just so thrilled for that. Last year, you know, Troy Lesane did such a great job on the road, but but this is uh, you know this is where we have to be and, and playing. So really excited to be back at Icestubs Park, probably starting in mid May. That is so absolutely exciting. How hard was your phone blowing up when the governor made the announcement that you guys are back? <laughs> there was a lot of excitement, a lot of anxiety leading up to that. I mean, you know, let's face it, it's been a, a, an incredibly difficult year, you know. And, and frankly, you know, that day in some ways was bittersweet because while United was, you know, clear to play with, with some fans, which, you know, we're really thankful for, appreciate and feel like it was the right decision, 
you know, there were a lot of people uh, that weren't included in that health order. You know, a lot of youth sports, a lot of club sports that are slowly coming back. Um, but we just got to, you know, staying vigilant until every single sport's back 100% and uh, make sure we bring everybody back safely. I saw on the KOB the other day. Did you? The announcement of the Academy. What's going on? <laughs> like, this is about the biggest deal that I don't think is getting enough attention. Peter, what's going on with the Academy? What, like, you, you've signed, what, a, a bunch of players? You're going to develop? You're going you're gonna to create what? Yeah, I mean, what we want to do is, you know, with New Mexico United, we've all our mission really is to propel our state forward. And, and, and that includes exporting New Mexico to the rest of the country and the rest of the world. And while we have amazing green chili and sunshine and other things, we also have some of the best soccer players in the world. You know, are born and raised right here. And while we have a, a strong club system and some great high schools, you know, we really haven't had a single unifier that just really tries to take, you know, our best uh, soccer players in an age group and bring them all together in one single team under professional coaching. And so that's what we've been doing. We're doing it. Uh, uh, this just starting with a one single U19 team this year, so it's 15 to 19 year olds, and uh, we want to go out and we're going to go out and play teams from all over the country, uh, some of the best U teams in the country, and and uh, show the rest of the country what we got. Peter, I got a two parter for you. Number right. number one, what are the matches going to look like at Isotope Stadium? The distancing, et cetera, et cetera, and number two. How are you going to keep the curse from jumping all over each other like maniacs and staying safe? <laughs> well, uh, you know, so right now we're under uh, yellow, which is 25% capacity. And, and I'd expect by the time we play uh, around mid-May, we'll be in green or maybe even turquoise. But the fact is we're also constrained by the six-foot rule, you know. Uh, and what that means is that we need to make sure that – that whatever pods we have of people right now, it's constrained at six, are socially distant from another pod. And, and so that's what we're going to do. So that probably puts us at around, you know, at a maximum 30, 32 to 3,500 people in Isotopes Park. Um, now, that's going to be, um, that means that people, uh, season ticket holders, while they may be at a game, they may not be in their seat or they may not be in their seat every time. Um, you know, we just really are asking people to be, flexible and hopefully just enjoy the moment that we can be back together in terms of the curse um you know we'll go no ask no tell on that one you uh-huh. know, i won't look over there and uh you know but i but they, they were you know we were out in colorado last year and everybody was so excited to have a home game in colorado and uh people were there jumping up and down and and keeping their distance you know a lot of air high fives and uh and and um you know but our voices can connect into one and it can get really loud so we can't wait you know to bring everybody together van and i I, we attended the game in colorado springs last year and it was um it was as safe as i had felt at an outdoor venue uh for a sporting event as far as the uh approx or excuse me as far as the distance from an individual and adhering to like guidelines Uh, i have no doubt that new mexico is going to follow the exact same as far as game day, though, how is that going to look different for fans in attendance? Like, have you guys been able to project like like who can make it in and how many it can be and 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 tailgates? Do you have a plan in place that's going to make it easy and accessible to to United fandom? 
Yeah, I mean, I think what we need to do with United, we, we need to control what we can control, and what we don't control, you know, we, we do the best we can. So, you know, right now we play in a stadium that is, you know, owned by the city and run by the isotopes. We, we uh, rent uh, parking spaces from UNM, and they've been all, all three have been amazing partners. So uh, we'll just work with UNM and see what their comfort level is on, t- on socially distant tailgating. Now, with only 3,500 people, that means... You also have about you know uh, you know twenty five percent of the cars, <laughs> so I think we can you know have people parked in in every other space and and uh, and I do think that I'm hopeful that we can have some safe tailgating and and uh, and then you know in the stadium you know I think we'll just be spread out but but I think it's also going to be really loud and you know when I think about the thirty five hundred people that that are going to come um, you know on opening day. I think they're each going to cheer for 10 other people. I mean, I, I just feel like the energy level is going to be through the through the roof, and we're going to do everything we can to preserve as many elements as we can around the national anthem and the first kick. And, um, you know, the, the trick here is that we just have to, uh, you know, we have COVID-safe practices and protocols. We need to follow them, obviously. And the, the number one priority is keeping everybody safe on and off the pitch and, and so we can do it again and again and again. Peter, let's pivot to the product on the pitch. What's the outlook for the boys this year? You got some big additions. Is there uh, some really good momentum going forward this season? You know, it's one of the, one of my favorite aspects at Mexico United has been watching Troy, Coach Troy Lassane, um in his personal growth. I mean, he came in has been amazing from day one. You know, on and off the field, he puts so much energy into our community. Um, you know, things that won't necessarily translate into wins uh, on, on the field. And that's, that's unique for a coach. It's an easy thing to say, but when you see them, you see the, the work in progress, it's extremely impressive and rare. And I've also seen Troy growing in, in his roster build. You know, I think he favors players that he has a history with, that he knows their character and their personality, what the skill set is. And, and that's why we've had some amazing players come in here um, that, have been there, that are now in their third year. And then complementing those players, uh, we brought in some really good, strong players this year. And so I think what people are going to see is depth like we've never had before. Uh, and we only have 21 players this year, which is the smallest roster we've had. But it's going to be a, a battle um, for to get into the 18, and it's going to be a battle to get on the field and start and be subbed in. And so... I'm really excited to see how it all comes together, and I think we're strong in every aspect. Obviously, very um, bittersweet, maybe, with Cody Mizell. So happy for him and his family and his opportunity to go play with uh, New York City FC. What what a at age 28 to see that dream come true! It's spectacular. So we'll just have to fill in that hole. The boys will be playing for the. I guess it was Monday. I saw the the preseason schedule come. I think it was Monday. The boys will be playing uh, El Paso on the twentieth. Uh, you guys are doing that at the training facility. Is that the plan? Yeah, we're really excited. I mean, this training facility. Uh, you know, talk about collaboration. Uh, Lawrence Rail, the city, Julie Baca, leading the county, and also the state land commissioner all came together and said, "Hey, where can we create a training facility that will help us activate?" You know sports tourism and youth sports and do so many other things. And so out of Mesa del Sol, it's a great area uh, to have the training facility. And while it's not fully built out yet, um, we do have a professional field. And so we're going we're gonna to be announcing soon um, our plans for our first game, and, and we're going to do something a little bit unique, a little bit different. Um, it's going to feel uh, 
it's going to be very family oriented and friendly and, and uh, I can't wait to announce that. But I think what you're going to see is we'll have about 300, the ability to have about three to 400 people watch those games. And, um, and I think that that's going to be loud and colorful as well. Anything before we let you go, Peter, that we might have missed? Um, anything that the fan needs to know specifically as it relates to coming and seeing the team in person? No, I mean, I, I think just, you know, all people really need to think about is, um, you know, we are, we are putting these games together as, as safely as we can uh, as uh, under the guidelines and then using common sense. Obviously, nothing is 100% safe. And while we really believe in the trends, the vaccination rates, the COVID dropping, I think especially because we have a long way between now and opening day, um, you, you know, ultimately, I would just say everyone just needs to understand and, and respect their own risk tolerance and profile because we do. So hopefully you feel good enough to come out and cheer in person. If not, we totally respect that. You know, you can watch on TV. We'll be on the radio. We'll be tweeting on social media. Um, you know, we'll make sure that you have access to the game so that you can watch it in the environment that really works for you. But wherever you are watching the games, uh, however you watch the games, your energy uh, counts and is included, and, and it's going to be a magical, magical year. I just, I just believe it so deep down that we're headed for something that uh, we're never, we've never seen before, and maybe we'll never see it again. Peter, thank you so much for your time this morning. Hey, really appreciate it, guys. You guys uh, rock. Thanks. I mean, you know, I'm so excited. You have more live events to talk about, more more than just empty stadiums to talk about, and uh, it's going to be an exciting year in sports. If we are not there with you in person, we'll be at Dave and Buster's hosting the watch party, as we <laughs> as we were that so upset right. about missing last year. That is correct. So, Peter, I know. I know. We'll see you guys at the game. Um, appreciate all your support, even before day one, even before we kicked the ball. You guys were there supporting and getting behind it, and and uh, yeah, we're never going to forget that. I'm never going to forget it. So, thank you very much for everything you've done. A fan of yours and a fan of the team, Peter Trevisani, New Mexico United. Thanks, Pete. What a, what Thanks, guys. I like it. I love it. I love what it is for the community. I love the effort. I love the investment. You know, because they do stuff. They're involved. They're involved with the city. They're involved with the state. Like, the initiative to get to where we all want to return, Peter and those guys are a big part of that. I may be a tad off here, which, as you know, I often am. Correct. But I think every single home match was a sellout for New Mexico United. Forever, I think. Yes. All of them that they've ever had. Every single one. Yeah. So there is going to be an absolute fight mm-hmm. for tickets mm-hmm. for in this quarter capacity. And, and I don't know what they're going to do. Is it a lottery? Is it a season ticket? Whatever. I have, I have no clue. I'm sure they're still figuring it out. I think you, you show your, your curse membership mm-hmm. card, and then you get priority. And I think what you do is you, is you say out front, like you hold up like a piece of paper, and in that piece of paper it says, here's our plan. We can have this many people. But then behind your back, you're crossing your fingers with your other hand. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but we want to open up more. Yep. Let's go, turquoise. Hey, wear your mask, social distance, small groups, get vaccinated. Let's go in the turquoise so we can have 13,500 people pack Tope Stadium to support the United. Do it, Albuquerque. We get back to today's varsity. Mildly satisfying completions. Okay. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. So, Colorado State inbound the basketball in the front court, gets it in to DeVos. 
Bonai in the far corner. Bon Aaron's final second three-point shot is up. That is no good, and as the clock hits triple zeros, there is your Mountain West regular season conference champion, the New Mexico Lobos. 71-62, the final score. Congrats to the gals. What a season. J.J. Buck on the call. I'm so soft. Okay. I'm so super soft. Like physically speaking. Well, no, I'm, I'm an elite level athlete physically. Yeah. But like when it comes to hardships, pain tolerance, I'm very soft. I don't think I could have overcame the obstacles that the Lady Lobos overcame this year to be champs. Proud of them. They should be very proud of themselves. They did a lot this year. Hey, Vital, fun fact. Fun fact, Vital. I know you know you're special. Yes. And I hope your mom told you you were special. Should have. Yes, she did. She probably, she sent me money. <laughs> March. For my birthday. March 2nd, 1961, your birthday, was the 61st day of 1961. How about that? Oh, how about, about that? Numbers. The 61st day of the 61st year of that century? That's correct. And you're 61 years old? It took me two hours and 51 oh. minutes to do that math. I'm special. Um, I did it. I did it all in my head. As you and your family were celebrating your birth, Vital, the country was mourning for 22 coal miners who were killed in an underground explosion at the Viking Coal Company near Terre Haute, Indiana. Way to just bring a bummer into our last segment, Fred. Good job. Oh, can I take, can I take the wins out there? Uh, also, congratulations to, at the time, 79-year-old Pablo Picasso on marrying his 35-year-old sweetheart, Jacqueline Roque. Happens all the time. Dang. Two remained together until his death in 1973. I'm telling you, I'm not that weirded out by Les Miles. Well, not now. <laughs> okay. Today's varsity. Thank you to Sarah Heffern of Watermelon Mountain Ranch, Barbara Weber of Health Action New Mexico, WandaVision correspondent Lenny, Peter Travisani in the New Mexico United. So I, I picked mildly, all right, we picked today's varsity mildly satisfying completions. Yes. Okay. I This started because I got to the very last page. That's it. I can hear it. In this notepad. There's a lot of pages in a notepad. I got through it all. I'm that's mildly satisfying to me. That's on the list. It's very good. I got one in the same vein. Okay. You know that I used to smoke. Yes. Yeah, I did, Vital. That is a very accurate face to make. I used to smoke. When you get to use your lighter to completion. Yeah, it's a good one. Till it has that last mm -hmm. click. I've only done that once in my life where I had a lighter from beginning to end. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I got one. Hit me. Okay. So your air conditioner okay. has those little metally wrinkles on the side of it like to, to bring in air. Oh, yeah. And they get bent. And you, and you can straighten them out with a fork. Okay. So after you complete straightening them all out, that to me is... Kind of mildly satisfying. Like, I'm into that. Not too satisfying. Mild, no. Mildly. Yeah, mildly. We're not talking like top shelf satisfying. No. Mildly. No. Why would we be talking about a, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like, when you get a package in the mail. Uh-huh. And it's wrapped in bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. And you got that little sheet of bubble wrap, and you pop them one by one, 
and you get to that last bubble. And yes. It pops mm-hmm. just perfectly. That's mildly satisfying. That's mildly satisfying. I would agree good. with that. Um, all right. Maybe you're at the house and you're DIYing. Okay. You're DIYing. Okay. And you have, uh, oh, I don't know, like like a big wire, like a wooden wire spool, right? And you start putting pennies on top of it to Maj Paj. When you put that last penny on. That's a little niche for me. Oh, sorry. I find it mildly satisfying. <laughs> I, I legit don't know what you're talking about. Okay. What okay. do you do at home? Yeah. <laughs> you just opened up a, a whole book of questions here. <laughs> Less. We don't have enough time to discuss this. I got a, okay, a mildly satisfying completion. Okay. I think it's a slant over the middle. Okay, yeah, that's mildly satisfying. A mi- that's a good a, one. It's yeah, a, little, a mildly satisfying completion. It's a good West it's Coast like, offense. It's not like yeah. a Hail Mary. It's not okay. an exciting mm-hmm. you know, jumping catch. Just a little little slant over the middle. Ma- mildly satisfying completion. Have you ever drawn a perfect circle? Ooh, I like the band, a perfect yeah. circle. Well, they're a miss for me. But I would say that that is mildly satisfying. Sure. Yeah, that's a good completion. V- uh, Vital, have you ever seen an, like, okay, you've been on Twitter. Naturally. And an online poll comes to an end, and it's 50% and 50%. Oh. That, to me. It's very good. It's very, Mildly very satisfying. How about when the last leaf falls from the tree? Yes. And it lands perfectly on Love the pile. That. Yeah. And then you step on it, and you get that crunch. Mm-hmm. Strong. Very good. Mildly good. satisfying. Yep. You go to... Your local fast food, right? I'm going to use Wendy's as an example here. Okay. And you get 10 nuggies. <gasps> and you get two dippy sauces. Oh. And on your 10th nuggie, you empty out the, the second dippy saucy. The perfect. perfect dip. That's very good. That The completion of the dippy saucy on the nuggies, that's mildly satisfying to me. How about when you get up, you sharpen your pencil, uh-huh, and you pull it out and you start writing with it? And, Excellent. And it doesn't snap off. Mm-hmm. You don't got that little beginning of the triangle yeah. snap it's that's my it's one of my favorites i used to live at the bottom of a hill okay and i would ride my bike home and i would coast down the hill into my driveway and sometimes i could get my bike to stop exactly in front of the garage door without hitting the brakes mildly that's pre- satisfying that's pretty good how about after a big meal and you get into a warm car that just hot air hug okay in your vehicle it's mildly sad. I don't really know about the completion aspect on that, but yes. <laughs> it was a good varsity day. Happy birthday, Vital. Thank you. Any final words before we go, man? Oh, just too much for the time allotted. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.